Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It is the Kid XAB. It's your man, Distinguished the God. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, young world. How was y'all weekend? Talk to us. So we're going to start it off like this real quick. That's what we're going to do. I've seen presidents from a house I was selling right out. And what I write about make my boss hard to bite. Boss keep the steel. You keep stealing all the bars you write. All the hype. Yo, you been the... All your life, but it shoot a chick quick it like Eddie and all the night. This ball was nice because it's about me. Dog pissed in the house, breaking, but I don't give a This little beat, chasing me about eating till you laying up and greedy with your scalp aching. I might aim the thing because life ain't never been to the White House for seeing presidents from a house I was selling white out. And what I, yeah, Cassidy uh, <laughs> and his uh, disc record to Tory Lanez. I don't know, I don't, I don't know if we needed that. I don't know if the culture was really yearning for that one. I don't know. Tory Lanez apologized several times and said he don't know how this shit got misconstrued. He don't he don't know what the issue is. I don't know what the issue is. Um, I guess the moral of the story is don't big up the people that came before you. I think it's the messenger, um, and we'll get more into that in in a moment. But um, I think it's the messenger. How are you, Broski? You have any all man moment for us? Uh, not really. Uh, shit, just been looking up. <laughs> I just can't. Shit, just been looking up, man. Uh, this is I I I feel like. I said it weeks ago already. I feel like I I, I got like a second chance at my life and mm-hmm. felt like the fucking struggle. I, I hit like the struggle bus hard. I was on that shit for a minute, <laughs> for a minute. And shit is looking good. I mean, there, there, there is shit to like say, oh, man, but in the grand scheme of things, nah, you know what I mean? Like I'm looking at I'm looking at a bed that I could have bought years ago, but I got it this year because a nigga was sleeping on a blood bed for like almost three and a half years. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's another story for another day. But yeah, you know what I mean? Looking at regular shit like, damn, like, and then like, it it, it used to be so weird telling people like, yeah, I sleep on a blood bed. Like people I'm talking to, they're like, Yeah. Then when you then yeah. when you hear then right like you get hit with the yeah like, oh, okay right. <laughs> hey, here we go here we go what kind of blow bed you got 
Cause there's 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 different sizes. If if you don't have anything that's looking like a room, if you got a twin size blow up bed, it's not happening, bro. It's not. It's a wrap. It's, it's a wrap out here. Yeah, it's it's a wrap. Cause they're gonna think you got a roommate. Um, I I I, I always I always just looked at what I was going through as just a real 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 trial tribulation, but I feel like I'm. In a very good space. People ask me all the time now, how was your mental? I feel like that's like a important-ass question in 2021. How's your mental? How's your mental? How are you feeling today? How are you mm. doing today? Mm. And every day at work, people, you know, people are trying to be friendly, but they get so shocked at my answers because they be like, Yo, how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing amazing. They're like, really? I'm like, really? They're like, Okay. You know, most people just say I'm doing good. I'm okay. I'm doing amazing. Somebody mm-hmm. asked me today, how was your weekend? I said, my weekend was exceptional. They said, yeah. I said, yeah. They said, wow. You wish you had another weekend. I said, I might have another weekend this weekend. <laughs> I, I really have, I have me, I have no complaints. I'm in a, I'm in a great space. There's. A lot of love around me, positive energy around me. I'm good. That's what you need sometimes, bro. That's that's it. I'm good. Well, me on the other hand, I got some shit I need to get off my chest. Motherfucker Damn. went to to Seven Eleven the other day. Seven Eleven. Just keep that in mind. Um, and they hold this particular Seven Eleven brand of juice that I love. So I had originally went. There's a taco store downstairs. That I think is a drug front because niggas is never buying tacos in there and the shit is always empty. So I don't know how these niggas is keeping the lights on. Where's the 7 Eleven? 7 Eleven is a block over. So (laughs) I went went downstairs to the taco spot. I was fiending. Matter of fact, it was right after the Ari Lennox concert. We'll get into that in a minute. We'll talk about our weekend in a second. Um, <laughs> right after the Ari Lennox concert, I did not eat the entire day because I was moving from event to event, and I was dreaming about those fucking tacos. So I was like, "Damn, can't wait till I get these tacos." Go to the spot, I pull out a twenty, and the person was like, "Uh, you got any bills smaller than that?" And I'm like, "Nigga, what the fuck? Smaller than a 20? So I'm like, "Uh, no, but I could go to Seven Eleven and break it for you if you need me to." And they were like, yeah, that would be helpful because, you know, we're running low. I was like, all right, cool, no problem. They're like, I don't, we only got big bills right now. Again, drug. Ladies and gentlemen, I think there's some drugs <laughs> going on there. Only got, we only got big bills? Anyway. Right. We, we, only, we, we only got 20, 50s and up. Yeah, so I'm like, all right, cool. So I go to the 7-Eleven. I'm like, boom, perfect opportunity or excuse to get my juices. I get the juices. I get some chips. Which I normally don't eat, which so you know a nigga was hungry. So I get the juices, I get the chips, I go to the counter, and as soon as I hand over the twenty dollar bill, the person at the register looks at it like they made up their mind that there was something wrong with this twenty dollar bill. Wow. Now, automatically, I'm like, what's wrong? So the nigga goes, now mind you. I've been going to the 7-Eleven for quite some time now. The niggas is, normally just is this take a, either. Is, is this the same person that sees you? That's a yes or no? They always got a billion niggas in there, so I, I don't know. <laughs> um, to, to be honest, I don't know. 
Um, but anyway, <laughs> the nigga goes, and then like he's flipping the bill, he's putting it up to the light. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing, dogs? So he goes so and he wait, puts wait, it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Was this Darius or was this Hassan? I'm I'm not doing that with you. <laughs> what I will say is it wasn't a black person. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, so I'm like, all right. The nigga takes the twenty dollar bill Uh-oh. and put and puts it in the machine oh. that that verifies if the twenty is real or not. Oh, he said you counterfeiting drug money. So now I did. So and then has the audacity to ask me. He goes, "Yo, is something wrong with the bill?" I said, "Nigga, what?" I said, "What would be wrong with the bill?" He gets quiet. He puts it in the machine. He's like, "See, the machine is not taking it." I said. Nigga, the shit is turning green at the bottom. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, <laughs> uh, he's like, he's like, I right, don't worry about it. So I'm like, I wasn't worried about it, nigga. Why he Mind didn't? You. Why 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 he didn't get the special marker, bro? The shit, the shit had the black line was there. You could see it clear. So I'm like, I right, I don't I don't know what the nigga deal is. Damn, so I, the hope, nigga, I hope the podcast didn't pick that up. I just let three go. Oh, okay, okay, I don't. You, now the podcast did pick it up because you had to mention it. Anyways, um, so the nigga takes the bill and takes it, I guess, to somebody in the back, and they tell him, nigga, the bill is fine. Damn. And then he gives me my change and whatever. Right. Now, mind you, at the same time, the part of the story that I forgot to mention mm-hmm. is that there was like 14 cops standing outside of the oh, 7-Eleven. Man. Oh, so man. Here we go. in my estimation, I'm like, why would you assume that I'm going to walk past all these cops and try and give you a counterfeit bill like we and then walk out? Didn't just see what happened last summer over a counterfeit bill. Right. It it turned ugly. So, that was my all man cuz that was definitely a little I don't know, I won't call it racism, I call it ignorance. I don't know what's in that man's heart, but that was just the most ignorant thing I've seen in a long long period of time. Listen, listen Rahim, in the name of Allah. No, please. Please. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but uh, let's go into our weekend. Yeah, I don't know what that... Because I, I, the only other thing that I can assume is that's racist. And I'm, we, we're not going through this early in the, in the fucking podcast. I'm not doing this with you. Um, so, yeah. Let's talk about our weekend. Uh, balling for peace. Balling, yo. First of all, just... Uh, just just shout out to everybody that the kid and I came up with within the last ten years. We've seen a lot of those people that born just it's it's like it's like their life got a facelift. Like everybody's just in a different space, you know, happy. Everybody's able to cohabitat together. You know, I didn't feel no negative energy at Bowling for Peace except when my hand got squeezed. Our hands got good. But yeah, um, other than that, everything was cool. It was fine. You know what I mean? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't have any um reservations regarding it. I'm glad that we was able to go out there. Um we captured a lot of dope footage. You know, we captured a lot of great content. And most importantly, I feel like through our journalism, through our act. Activism, 
we definitely balled for peace. Yeah, I mean, before I, we get into that, you want to get into the 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 hand squeezing shit. Like we don't. I'm not obviously not using no names, <laughs> but. <laughs> That shit was really weird, and I so, think we need to talk about it. Honestly, I think kid, we need- <laughs> The kid XAB and I have a mutual friend um, that, I mean, I'm going to just say it right here, um, that at some point in time, we both liked or had interest in at some point. Um, and long story short, you know, she looks like- Well, that particular person had interest in me uh, at, at some okay. point. Well, and I shot my sh- I shot my shot, and then I was told I'm not dating. But um, tomatoes, tomatoes. Anyways, uh, this young lady is now in a well, looks like a very um, ha- happy and healthy relationship. However, which is great, upon- which is amazing, yeah. and I don't yeah. I don't want this to come off. You know what I mean? Because some people might hear this and think we're like scorned. Whatever, because nah. obviously neither one nah. of us is with this young lady. It's nothing yeah. like that. I got slammed later down the road. She originally had interest in me early. And then, I don't know, like some things happened. And then she was like, yo, my life is too complicated to complicate your life. And I said, damn, I heard you. Now, I don't know damn. what happened particularly in your situation. But at the at, either way, yeah, you don't need details day, on it. Yeah, we're just we all cool. Now the one thing we before we right. move on is I don't know the last time you spoke to this individual, but yeah, it's spoke, been a very I long spoke, time. I spoke to her la- yeah, I spoke to her last year. Yeah, it's been a very long time. So this is the first time reconnecting. So that, oh, that, you? That, yeah, this is the first time I've spoken Damn. to her in a long time. That sucks, bro. I mean, we had little exchanges in inboxes, like little uh, conversations, but okay, like conversations longer than. Two seconds um, hasn't oh, happened damn. in a long time. Damn, that means I, I definitely got you in that book. But um, nonetheless, she introduced the guys to her new partner. And we were like, okay, okay cool. So he was we were very excited to meet him. Yeah, we was. Um, he was playing. Um, he was actually in um, in the game. So it was a softball game. And that ball for peace was throwing. And when the gentleman presented himself, he said his name. And I was like, hey, my name is Distinguished. And then when I tried to give him a dap, it turned quickly into a handshake. And then I felt my hand squeeze. I was like, oh, shit. This motherfucker is trying to break my wrist. Um, okay. So I let go. He said, all right, cool. Nice to meet you. I said, Okay. And then I'm assuming the same very thing happened to the good brother XAB. Now, I'm not quite sure what this means, fellas. You can break it down, please. Help me out. Help me. Help me. And help me. the good brother. <laughs> right. Help me. Like Help us understand why is it that it's clear as day that she's introducing her friends. She said we're friends. We all know we're friends. However, I'm the hand squeeze. Career over this shit. Right. The, 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 the hand squeeze was I think just a little bit you know, out of field. I don't know what the what the fuck they call it in softball. I think it was a foul. Um <laughs> uh maybe it was a uh maybe it was a loose ball running across the field. I don't know. I just I, <laughs> I don't understand the intent behind the extreme it did, ladies and gentlemen, y'all gotta understand this oh, wasn't man. no normal like handshake nope. squeeze. Nope. Squeeze. Like there are levels to handshake squeezes. That There's, shit was the you don't want the you don't want the dead fish. We all know that. Like if you go in an interview and you have a dead fish hand shake, people are gonna look at you crazy. 
You want to have something that's firm, but not something that is like overly firm, like a vice grip, because then it's like, are you being silly? You trying to send a signal? And that's what it felt like. The nigga was squeezing our hands like he was trying to like send us some energy through it to let us know like, yeah, I'm the alpha nigga here. And it's like, dogs, nobody is after your chick. She said, yo, my good podcast buddy, because the way he pulled up, the way he pulled up was like, who? Who are they? And it's like, yeah, 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 true, 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 true. He true. was like, no cap. No cap, true, true. Me and Distinguished was like, oh, yo, what's dope? You know, and we put our hands out. We was like, yo, what's up? That's, you know, what's dope? Nice to meet you. She was like, yo, these are my good friends. And we was like, yo, that's dope. What's up? Nice to meet you. We put our hands out. And he's like, who? What? Oh, okay. And then he squeezes the shit out of our hands. And I'm like, <laughs> nigga, what the fuck? What are we doing right now? What are, what are we doing right now? I don't, I don't I, get it. I, I, and I, felt, I don't understand I, it. I felt like a laundry bag on a on 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 the last step after you finished dragging it back up. <laughs> That's how I felt, bro. I felt I felt bad. I said fuck. My fucking yeah, like, four fingers are done right. My four fingers are done right now. I my, my, thumb, to, my thumb was spared, but my four fingers was done. I wasn't trying to put all that energy into the handshake, and I was no. like, I was matching the squeeze and originally, and then he kept squeezing, and I was like, yo, what what's what's, what's going on? <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> like, am I squeezing too hard? So he feel he gotta squeeze harder. Let me stop squeezing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So back to Bowling for Peace. Bowling right. for Peace. For those who don't know, um, is an event that happens every year. Typically, they like to do a basketball tournament. I'm presuming. Due to COVID, they decided right. that baseball would be a little bit of a safer Probably thing. Probably the safer, scene. yeah, because people are more spread out. I, I kind of got it after a while. They're way more spread out than basketball, so yeah. Yeah, so they did a a, a baseball <laughs> event right next to Yankee Stadium, which I thought was a dope idea. Fire, um, fire. Uh, a lot of people from the community came out, and a lot of celebrities came out, local celebrities. um, uh, Local and national, I'd say that. Um, And then they did it against the... NYPD, which the whole goal was to show the community coming together. Yeah. yeah. You know, I like events like that. I think that's dope. Um I don't I don't know how much of an impact it, it had in terms of that, you know, but it did get the news coverage, which I yeah. think lends credence to getting more people in the community to understand that we're trying to bridge the gap. Um shout but, out to News uh, well, Twelve. Shout out to News Twelve. When the reason why I said I don't know the impact is because the people there definitely were impacted. Definitely a lot of good conversations that were sparked while Facts. the game was going on, um, while just walking around, seeing community members and young people there and young people involved. But on a broader scale, it just seems like sometimes New York uh, especially is in a place where it's just like they need more. They need, they need more. And that's one of the questions that right. we ask a lot of people is like what else needs to happen in order to see like people come together a little bit more when it comes to events like this and uh, just getting the community and the NYPD to be on the same page in general. But um, we're not gonna we're not gonna ruin too many of the interviews that we did. We're just gonna release them uh, this week, so you guys will get the episode on Tuesday, and you'll probably start seeing content. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, the latest. Let's Thursday. just say, let's just say straight up. 
I learned my lesson from doing something that did go viral in another interview that we're not going to discuss. It's about 80,000 uh, views right now or, or more. Oh, no. Is that nine? YouTube. It's at 100. It's, it's, okay. It's at 100,000. That <laughs> moment went viral. However, there's another moment. It's probably going to go viral. Yeah, this so is definitely I, going viral. I let the parties involved know I should have did this the last time. I let the parties involved know and say, hey, listen, I had an interview, okay? I had an interview with a young lady. Something happened in the interview. It was just for the interview. There's nothing else going on. However, the person looked at me and said, hmm, we will see. I don't know what my fate's going to be like, so somebody send me a towel because it's going to get a little sweaty tomorrow once this guy starts dropping these interviews. But what I will very, what I will say uh, is this because I could back my guy up. These moments just present themselves. Literally, it happened. They just present themselves, and it happens. And I promise you, nine times out of the ten, it is literally just that moment, and then it's business right after. Like, Legit. And the good thing about the both incidences is that. Parties involved played a good sport. Played a good. And on camera, both parties involved, I got to say this, gave consent. Legit. Gave consent. Without even saying those words. You'll see it in the body. I'm giving away too much. Just enjoy the content when we release it, okay, guys? I love you guys. Look out for that. Just look Look out out for for that. Oh, God. Yeah, definitely look out for that. Um... (laughs) But yeah, so Born for Peace, and then I went to the Ari Lennox concert that was in Brooklyn, nice. New York. Um, it was it was dope. I was fucking dead tired at that point. My legs were fucking noodles, but um, it was about a two hour concert. You went by yourself? Yeah. So what happened was one of my friends had invited me to go with her um, because she had invited her friend, and her friend had dropped out last minute. So okay. She was so, like, so you, so you were the backup. I'm cool with that. It, it, cause I wouldn't. I wanted to get those tickets originally, but they so sold you out okay? So you okay with being the side nigga? Is, is is that is that what I'm hearing too? Nigga, we talking about friends. What are you talking no, I'm, about, I'm, bro? I'm, I'm, I'm just asking. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just go back to my story. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to that. So, <laughs> so she, her friend dropped out, and originally she thought her friend had bought a ticket, or, or they were free tickets. Um. Thought she had registered her ticket already, but she didn't. So Damn. then she, she realized she really didn't want to go. She didn't want to go. So I don't know, but she realized <laughs> that um, she had work that day, and so she couldn't go either. So then she gave me her ticket. I went, um, and it was dope. And of course, the major surprise that everybody's talking about is J Cole was was brought out on stage. Um, that was your first time seeing J Cole live. Nah, I doubt it. I don't. I don't know, but I doubt it. So many, okay. so many concerts we've been to. I don't. I can't pinpoint it at this moment in time. Um, but I doubt that's like the first time I see him. Live. So we have to go back to this fucking story. So let me get this straight. <laughs> One friend didn't register, or forgot to register. One friend said, "Oh my god, shit." Jeez Louise Xavier I'm so I can't I have work I have You didn't know 
You had work, boo? Nah, you see, didn't... I, see, you over here trying to... I don't know why you do this, but... You didn't know? <laughs> one, the two friends, I don't know this other friend, they were going to go to the concert together. One, right. One, when, um, one, okay. when the girl hit me up, uh-huh. she was like, yo, my friend can no longer go to the concert. She has, she already got her ticket. Do you want to come with me to the concert? I said, all right, cool. That sounds dope. She's like, it's in Brooklyn. So I figured it it would make sense for you to go. I was like, it does make sense. Dope. I'm ready to go. Uh, A couple of days before the concert, she's like, I have some good news. I have some bad news. I said, what's, what's the good news? What's the bad news? She said, well, the bad news is my friend never got an actual ticket. Right. So... I wouldn't be able, you wouldn't be able to come with me. However, the good news is I had promised my manager that I would work over the weekend because it gets busy and I was planning on leaving early, but I don't think that I'm going to end up making it to the concert. So I want to give you my ticket. And I said, oh, that's lit. I was like, are you sure you don't want to just keep the ticket for yourself and just go? And she was like, no, I think I'm going to be exhausted. And I, I know it's going to be an issue if I try and, and, you know, leave early or anything like that. So I think the best bet is to give you my ticket. And that's how that happened. I don't know, bro. I have a, um, I have a show happening that I was asked to perform at yesterday, uh, which I'll get into that as well as we close out our weekends. Um, and I was told... Out front, we normally charge artists to be a part of this show. The ro- the 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 roster is full. I want to put you on a bill for free ninety nine. I looked into it. Definitely do charge artists to be on that show, and I'm I'm in there just off with the energy or whatever. But when I was hitting people up about the show, I hit up a, a whole bunch of people, actually. Like, yo, the show's going down. A lot of my friends told me straight up, I might not make it on time, so I'm going to have to switch my shift, which two of them switched their shift, and one of them was even like, I'm leaving work early. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think that we want we go to what we want to go to when we want to go to it, but we pick and choose If one person, what I'm hearing is if that one friend, XAB, would have just registered, you probably would have never even went to the shit anyway. I don't know. But I don't necessarily think all of those things correlate because not everybody is able to move shifts and change things around and change schedules. Some people have that luxury at their jobs and some people don't. Um, So I'm not going to... I'm not going to... I think we all do. No, we don't. Because... Because you a boss. You could do that at your job. Yes, because I'm a boss. Not everybody's a boss at their job. <laughs> like, what are you saying, no. bro? The worker that's flipping the burgers, that person's a boss, too. We all got free will. No. We all no, could just be not, like, you know that's what? That's not how it works. Yeah, you could. You you want to get fired for a concert, then sure. <laughs> like, bro, you sound. Come on, stop. Stop. I don't stop. think you're going to get fired for a concert. You might uh, get yes, a write-up. You will. You, no, you, you might get you might, fired if you, you nah, try to, eh. you might you get try a to change this. Go ahead. Try and change your <laughs> shift. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. 
Do it. Well, try and me, change your shit. My, my shift is perfect. I don't have to do those things. Okay, my exactly. So then right. I don't think you need to be talking with people who have to change their shifts and shit. Listen, y'all, y'all got a choice. It's called free will. Kanye West said a few years ago with free thinkers, all right? Free thinkers, okay? Kanye West is a billionaire. <laughs> I think you need to relax. <laughs> Sounded a little. I want right to get y'all inspired. I want you guys to be inspired. <laughs> niggas trying to get you fired, y'all. This is <laughs> another episode of Dad has a bow ties. You better think on your own goddamn free will, okay? Well, another right. person that apparently just keeps getting fired from event after event is the baby. <laughs> Yo, I don't know what's happening with this guy's career. It's in. It's not. It's not in limbo yet, but it's sliding into limbo very quickly. Well, I mean, there's so many steps to what happened. Um, so I, I'm sure most of you guys have have heard you by know now. At this point, yeah. The the baby had went on stage not too long ago, uh, Rolling Loud, about a week or two ago, and he was on stage, and he decided to do the little shout out shit, and it just went wrong. Now I am not going to repeat what he said. I'm going to let the man speak for himself, and then we could talk about it. Um, okay. So let me find that clip really quickly. Show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexual transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two, three weeks, put a cell phone like the uh. Lady, if your pussy smell like water, put a cell phone like the uh. Fellas, lights up. Fellas, if you ain't sucking nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone like this. Let's be real. <laughs> keep it fucking real. Some of y'all niggas suspect as a motherfucker. Let's be real. <laughs> turn the fucking light up. So this is the this is the piece that everybody seems to be glossing over because uh, oh I, I mean there's people that are defending and then there's people that obviously are going um and and saying, you know, he needs to rectify uh his comments. And so I think the people that are defending um often well, from what I've been seeing, they're very they're very much misconstruing the message that was sent. I think he was very clear in what he said. He said, fellas, he, he singled out that he might've been okay if he didn't single out any, any uh, gender, but he said, fellas, if you suck and dick in the parking lot, <laughs> if you if, if put a finger or put a light in the air, if you're not sucking dick in the parking lot, that is what the man said. Okay. Why would you be sucking dick in the parking lot at a show? You're supposed to be watching the show. You can suck dick later. <laughs> now, okay. <laughs> now the problem is you're 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 singling out that community uh, of oh, of men who would be sucking dick. Right. They, they, that's not a straight man, typically. Well, uh, that typ- would typically, be sucking well, dick. Typically, because could be some straight niggas sucking dick too. Could be. They that doesn't really fit in the confines of being straight, but I hear your point. <laughs> Yeah, you know, because we got some people that are bi curious, you know. Well, they, that 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 would be a bisexual <laughs> individual at that point. But they have right. something that is is called heteroflexible, which means that you consider yourself to be a straight man, but you would do things that would typically be considered outside of the norm of straight. Wait, 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 yo! I got a real question. Who the fuck is coming up with these words? I'm sorry. Who's I mean, as flexible. people evolve, I've, Webster got evolved too, my nigga. <laughs> yo, yo, the yo, the other day Webster dead put brand new word in the dictionary, a compound word. They said a, this new compound word 
was put in Webster at the beginning of 2021. Trap house. There's mad new words. They got Trap y'all as a, as a new word, even though y'all been around for forever. Oh, um, yeah, y'all. Uh, shit. They made up y'all. But the, yes, the the issue the issue here is you singled out a, a community, and then there's gun click clacks in the background, um, and then your DJ doesn't help your cause by saying Yo. some of y'all niggas is suspect as a motherfucker. The it, it's DJ. clear as that. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up, the baby. It's clear as that. Right. Like there's, there's really no debate on that aspect of it. Yo, the DJ hyped the entire situation when he said that last part. Oh, the DJ God. is is probably the reason why you in this in this particular situ particular situation, because right. you might have been able to say, "Yo, you know, what I mean, my whole thing was about sexual health," because in a, in a small sense, each component did have something to do with sexual health. He said the HIV AIDS situation, right. which which people are connecting. To the uh, homosexual comments, I don't necessarily know if yeah. those two are compounded. Yes, yeah, I'm not the baby, so I can't speak on it. But to me, it sounds like he he just went through three individual things. I don't know how sucking dick was the first thing to come to mind for the fellas. I don't right. know. I don't I get mean, it. The, I mean, the first thing for the ladies was, ladies, if your pussy don't smell like water. I mean, if your no, pussy smell other than that, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Well, that was that was his. Uh, <laughs> uh, segue whatever from HIV to right. pussy smell like water put your phone in the air and then <laughs> if you're not sucking dick in the parking lot right I mean again like I said I'm gonna say the, it, it, it's a show going you you can suck dick later it's a show going on you, you can watch the show you could think about sucking dick while you're watching the show but you're supposed to be watching the show I mean I know you're making light of it but at the end of the day um like I put my, like, what I did was, because a lot of people, I think, that are heterosexual are not taking this seriously, which I don't think he said, like, world and me personally, but again, I'm a heterosexual male, so I can't speak on anybody else. I don't think he said world-ending things on that stage. However, I can only imagine, imagine being a black man, you, you, you're at a, a, you're at a festival. You're waiting for maybe your next act to come up, your your next favorite act to come up, and <clears throat> an act comes on. White guy, don't know what genre he's doing. I'm not gonna pigeonhole no genre, but a white guy comes up and he's like, "Yo, if you're white as a lily, put your fucking phones in the air, and if you're black as night, y'all niggas, I don't know." And then you hear a click clack on the stage. Now, naturally, most black people would be, yo, where the fuck am I? So can you imagine uh, being either an openly gay person at Rolling Loud waiting for your favorite artist to pop up or maybe not being openly gay and you're hearing all this shit and the crowd is screaming and yelling. You don't know what may happen. Like, so I think that's the part that people are kind of like, just jumping around is that, yeah, for a certain community of people, that is not in any way, shape, or form. I mean, some people may agree, but I don't think that rhetoric is safe. And that is why you are starting to see all these endorsements and shows be canceled from the baby. I don't think this is a freedom of speech conversation. Does he have the ability to say it or not? He absolutely has the ability to say whatever the fuck he wants. 
but companies also have the ability to say, yo, this rhetoric isn't something that we stand for, so we're going to kind of move back. Now, academics did raise a good question about um, the record labels and the festivals and stuff allowing artists that talk about death and murder all the time to be up there, but then, I guess, come in the coats of arms when someone says something that they don't agree with. I mean, I don't. Ne- I think that's oranges and apples, but um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I feel like it's a good point. I mean, <clears throat> I've come to the conclusion that there's a lot of things that are discussed on this podcast based on what's being discussed in the media, and we talk about it, we deliberate on it, we have thoughtful, thought-provoking. Sometimes we, you know, argue. Sometimes we want a topic for 10 minutes. Sometimes we want a topic for, like, 30 minutes. This particular thing I feel like is, this is a no-brainer. It's not whether or not it's apples and oranges. I think the overall thing that DJ Academics is trying to say is the ignorance of it all. Like, the whole entire thing as a whole. So we're talking about people getting killed or people having sex with other people's uh, people in records. And then at the same time, we're talking about somebody who did not necessarily uh, say something in a song, um, but he made a statement and he offended a community. Whether he intended to offend a community or not, um, in his opinion, points were made. And at the same time, um, tension has now crossed over from the festival to social media. And social media is always going to be because social media is the place where feelings and comments, they never get a bedtime. Those things don't go to sleep. Even if nobody's talking about it for a while, they're like that shit in your body for 15 years. That 15th year, that bitch is no longer dormant. That shit is present and that shit's ready to fester. So, more of the story is, this is how I see this thing playing out. We've seen this show before, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. So, Dad has some bow ties. We've seen the Kevin Hart show play out. We've seen the Chris Brown show play out. Shit, we, we low-key almost saw the LeBron James show play out with the fucking Space Jam movie. We're getting... No, we've gotten past the point where... You can just say what you say, and then people are going to be quiet about it. Social media has a machine that, again, people's feelings, people's opinions, they live longer than the moment that you caused because people will not let it go. Now people want to cancel him. Like how people uh, last week was writing a petition to cancel uh, Kevin Samuels. You can't say what you want to say and think, there's not going to be repercussions. There's repercussions for everything. Even if you're talking about something good, somebody's going to say, yo, I don't like the way that motherfucker always happy. Yo, we should cancel this motherfucker. They're going to find a reason. They're going to find it. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like there is merit to, I mean, I hear what your point is in terms of like, it all seems like insanity, but there is merit to apples and oranges. I The only reason I say that is because it's only in instances, particularly with the LGBTQAI plus community, where people a lot of times feel like they have to jump out and make nuances 
that distract from what happened and the accountability that needs to go to that. I'm not saying the baby needs to be canceled. I don't y'all know I don't fuck with cancel culture. But there is some accountability that needs to happen when you do fuck up so that you can then say, you know what? I did fuck up and the baby did do that today. He did put out a statement. I'll read it in a second. Um but in order for people to land on accountability, sometimes you need people to point that out that yo you did or you said something that was insensitive and or and like there's a repercussion to that and not just the repercussion because the repercussions are separate and they oftentimes go off the rail but more so accountability and i think that's why we are where we are is is for the longest time the baby was not trying to take accountability the baby kept deflecting and then back to dj academics I don't know why you're bringing up, oh, it's only in situations like this that they don't worry about the artists that they bring on that talk about killing. and that. Listen, That's like the same as when white people say, well, what about us when a black person is killed in the street from police brutality? Well, what about the amount of times we get killed and, and our population is this versus that? Like, it's a distraction from the actual conversation that's being had. If you really feel that way, then there's other times that you can bring that up if about festivals and we can have the conversation about, well, if you guys are really about love, peace, and humanity, a lot of the artists that are being glorified on these stages are not right. talking about love, peace, and humanity. Now, again, you're now talking about someone's art versus someone's statements and... Like, that is why I think there's a little bit of a difference. He, he, during his intermission, decided to make those comments versus songs that everybody knows and loves and is uh, pe- petitioning to hear being invited, these songstress and these songwriters and these rappers being invited to come on stage to share these songs in person. So I just think that uh, whether it was his intention or not, you are distracting from the conversation that's needing to be had. And trying to bring it onto something else. Same thing with what T.I. said. And same thing with, with Tori. It's like, nah, tell your mans, yo, you got to be accountable for what you said and how it affects people. And then it's like, you can also make a comment about, but cancel culture, y'all don't need to go as far as y'all, y'all go oftentimes to make your point. I got it. That's my mans. Let me talk to my mans and let me set them straight on a couple things. But instead, it's just like, let's distract from the accountability that needs to happen. And the baby put out a statement today um, that says, social media moves so fast that people want to demolish you before you even had the opportunity to grow, educate, and learn from your mistakes. As a man who has had to make his own way from very difficult circumstances, having people I know publicly work against me, knowing that what I needed was education on these topics and guidance has been challenging. I appreciate the many people who came to me with kindness, who reached out to me privately to offer wisdom, education, and resources. That is what is needed and is what is received. I want to apologize to the LGBTQ plus community for the hurtful and triggering comments I made. Again, I apologize for my misinformed comments about HIV AIDS, and I know education on this is important. Love to all. God bless the baby. Don't know if that actually came from him. Shout out to the PR team and 50 Cent, (laughs) Curtis Jackson, for proofreading that because 50 be saying a whole bunch of wild shit. 
And I'm pretty sure he gets it cleaned up all the time by his PR and his lawyers. And probably at this point, fucking Courtney Kemp. She's damn near doing all the fucking powers. So shout out to the baby's camp, 50 Curtis Jackson sent, and everybody else that's a part of the baby's camp for helping now him write go- that beautiful speech. I'm just going to throw this out there because it's been circulating, but I don't think that there's any merit to this. Some people said that his comments were in lieu of um, and in reaction to Megan the Stallion performing a little bit earlier that day. And I think she has a couple of lyrics where she's talking about sucking dick in the back of the car. But Nice, nice. But I don't think there's any credence to that because then you would have just said a blanketed nobody suck dick in the back of the car because it's unsafe, it's unhealthy, whatever the case you, whatever you were trying to make. Um, but you specifically pointed out niggas sucking dicks in the back of cars. So I mean, um, Little Kim on Magic Stick definitely has a line that says she's in the back giving niggas deep throat. Not one nigga, niggas. So I don't know. I don't know. I I I think if that's what Megan's gonna do, shout out to Party for getting it. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, what what we also don't know is if Donda is actually dropping this Friday, but it is scheduled to drop Friday with a an event happening on Thursday again. Another event that um, that is beautiful. Shout out to who whoever is gonna be sucked into that. We're looking forward to the other projects that could be dropping on the sixth, though. So one of the things that has has been added to the conversation that Kanye um, threw out there today, which this is all PR at the end of the day, um, is he showed his screen. uh, He he took a screenshot of his call log. And one of the numbers that has shown up three to four times was the weekend. And so he is hinting towards having the weekend, I guess, participate and or be on this project which kind of goes back to the conversation that we had last week where I said I think that he delayed this project because either A, some of the artists that weren't clearing shit before decided to say, hey, we're going to clear it, or he decided he wanted to get different features and new features added to what he already had. So this kind of lends some credence to that. Um, If The weekend is on there, I think that is a good addition, to be honest. Yeah, man. Shout, shout out to the star boy and uh, shout out to the college dropout because I feel like that collaboration is going to be fire. I mean, those those guys like syncing and they like samples and they like, you know, aesthetic shit. You know what I mean? Like they like doing shit with their voice. Kanye likes to make up words like scooby poop poop. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's fine. You know, we definitely a low light in his career. That was a low light. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely see what happens with the project. Um, I really hope Donda is the project that we need. He's naming it after his late mother, R.I.P. to Miss Donda West. Thank you for giving us Kanye West. However, Kanye West, if you're going to name an album title after your mother, you got to make sure your mom shines through that project. In all facets, you know, give us things musically or gems or you know if we can hear her voice on something something that will let us know that she's heavily engrossed in that project all right not engrossed engrossed in that project okay mr west thank you i agree i i I would love for this project to 
I mean, at the very least, be on the same level as Pablo, and at the very best, be something close to uh, my Dark Twisted Fantasy or, I mean, late registration. I don't think we'll ever get a late registration again because Kanye just doesn't seem um, to be in rap shape like that. He doesn't seem late registration able. was crazy. Yeah, he to me he's not in rap rap shape to even piece words together like that. But I could see him doing a between graduation to uh, Pablo type of of sound, and I'll be okay if it sounds like Pablo. Uh, I, it's like I said before, it sounds a little bit like that direction from what I heard um, him play during the Apple pre-release party. Uh, but if it gets even better than that, right? And, and the reason why I say graduation to Pablo is because. Graduation is when you started to see Kanye really stray away from the lyrical aspects of things and going more so into like quick one-liners or like just kind of talk rapping and not really saying anything that had a lot of punchlines or callbacks or anything. Like he started to get more plain with it. Um, so I think that that's more so what we can look forward to. Um Apparently, Frank Ocean, however, will be headlining Coachella. Now, this is a festival that Beyonce and artists of that like have done. Is are we saying that Frank Ocean is that big of an artist now? That's a dove. I'm so, I'm sorry. <laughs> shout out to shout out to all of the Pink fans out there. Um, shout out to you know all of the Frank Oceanists. He's not He's not Coachella headline material My opinion My, my opinion as well My, you on the same my page. opinion um, Frank Ocean is a dope artist I don't think he's dope enough I don't think he's done culturally moving things enough For the culture that would have had a headliner to represent Because when we're talking about somebody headlining Coachella We're not just talking about an artist See, y'all got niggas in their podcast, but we're talking about a fucking icon, <laughs> okay? We're talking about somebody that literally, when you go to the bathroom, the way that they make shit shift, don't shift like your shit. Your shit shift regular. They shit shift some next level shit. Toilets can't even flush when they doing their thing. It's like, damn, you just gonna stay in that stench. Yeah, nigga, because it's Beyonce headlining, or it's Jay-Z headlining, or it's J. Cole Niggas should have had J. Cole headline Coachella. That would be maybe next year. But what I'm trying to say is I'm not shitting on Frank Ocean. However, I don't think since he's been out, he's done something of an iconic stature to headline. Coachella is like. It's like our fucking Grammys, but without the awards. It's like nigga performing is the award, giving y'all a show and y'all watching us in your fucking canopies. That's Coachella. I'm sorry, Frank. Oh, this is not this is not your rodeo. You need to tell him you're not getting on that horse. This is not your rodeo. No. I mean, I agree. I don't I don't know what the thought process was behind this shit. There's honestly. no thought process. It's just like I think people miss Frank Ocean. You know what they do miss? Let's get Frank. Let's get Frank Ocean. Yeah, Fra let's call him and see what he says. We're not gonna give him what we give Beyonce though, but we'll give him something. Yeah, cause this shit don't make no sense. That don't make no sense. <laughs> Let me hit that force. That don't make no sense. <laughs> Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean don't even have enough hits. 
I'm sorry. He he don't have he don't have he has more featured hits than he has his personal hits. He has a cult following. Like he has not- so so that's the thing that will help him a little bit. But people the, will fly he, out to see to see Frank in a festival. They'll like they'll Coachella fly out to sure. see him in a festival. But if Frank Ocean, let's say Frank Ocean sat, I don't I don't even know how long the set is for the headline. I'm assuming thirty minutes. Let's say the set is thirty minutes. That set is going to be comprised of a lot of earthy and airy and maybe like funkadelic sounds, maybe like some R&B here and if he if he throws in a Novocaine and shit like that, but I don't I don't get dancing from Frank, even if he got dancers, I, I don't get that from Frank Ocean. I don't get anthem music from Frank Ocean. I get, I'm gonna have the slowest, most sensual, airy ass sex I can get. I'm going to drink my soda like it's a fucking root beer so I can feel the belches. I wanna see the clouds move and appear. To look like smoke clouds. That's what I get when I think of Frank Ocean performing at Coachella, and it's it's just it's, it's just bad right now because the fans are gonna fly out to some shit they probably could have just listened to on their iPods or their iPhones. Fans, tell Frank if you love if you love Frank Ocean, fan, tell him don't do it. Tell him don't do it. Don't do it. Yo, this is like getting fucking Tyler the Creator the headline. Niggas done lost their mind. You done bust your head. You done slipped on a motherfucking banana pill. Nah, I think I think fucking uh, <laughs> Tyler Tyler would be a better. Like Tyler could actually bring some of these niggas out. Tyler but, the Creator could prop, but I mean, again. Not not Beyond, as big as a, you can't right. go from Beyonce to these niggas. No, no, no. The the range is bad. It, it's it's yeah, not it's, good. The the margin is not good. Coachella gonna be like, yo, we we lost a couple M's getting Tyler. But you're gonna lose a lot of M's if you get Frank Ocean. Don't fucking do it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not too sure. So forty two <laughs> Doug is in the headlines uh recently because he went on his IG. And I guess he had his son on there with him. And he goes to kiss his son on the neck. But, like, it was a real sloppy kiss. A lot of tongue action on the neck. Oh, wow. a lot of people were like, yo, why the fuck would you ever kiss your son like that on the neck? Like, that's, like, something you would do to a partner that's, like, sexual. And it's nasty. Now... I'm a, I'm slightly conflicted because I'm 50-50 on it. And let me say why before anybody gets it misconstrued. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna get killed anyway. So just whatever. Talk, um so on one hand of it, yeah, the shit looks bad. And I don't know I don't know what the fucking thought process was behind him deciding to do that on his IG live or why he gave that type of kiss to his son on the neck. However, and I say this all the time, we, the, so a lot of people are projecting onto him that this is nasty, this is sexual, this is this, this is that. We don't know how him and his son play off That's of a, a fucking 
uh, IG, IG live. live. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know if his son runs up and bites him on the neck, and then like that's how he plays, and st- like is like, oh okay, like I'm gonna put mad spit on your neck because I know you don't like that, and like in a playful way. Now again, I agree. I think that it uh, as a as a playful kiss or whatever, it still is a bit much. And maybe somebody in the family needs to say, yo, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a bit much. Maybe you want to find a different way to play with your son. Um, but I just oftentimes think about how a lot of people uh, have their own inside jokes and family things that other people if, may not 100% agree with, but there's no harm actually being done. This is just the family plays this way or talks this way. Like I know family members, I know families that talk to each other in ways I wouldn't even dream to talk in my family. I would never talk to any of my family members the way I see some people talk to theirs, and it's fine, it's dandy, and can everybody's you, having a good you, time. Can you um can you give us an example? I mean, the obvious. There's niggas that curse at their family members while crazy. And can you yeah. can you give us an example? No, this thing which I'm not giving an example. Uh, oh, okay. Um, but there there are people that they have situations with their family, and I'm like, yeah, I couldn't see that going down with me. <laughs> I couldn't. So, um, on the other side of it, I could see there being situations where people play with their they child in ways, and I'm like, nah, I wouldn't do that. But I but it's not necessarily a hundred percent harmful, like what's being projected onto. Onto 42, Doug. Now, he does maybe need to reevaluate why he decided to do that as a as a kiss. But, again, I'm not going to project harmful shit onto it. I didn't see it, so can't speak much on it. However, I don't have kids. So, I'm not a parent. I, There's that part. What, 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 I... Is 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 my opinion? Would my opinion be informed if I even gave it, or would it just be contrived? Like I'm forcing it based on everything else that everybody's saying, and plus what I think, because there's mad shit I don't know. I'm not a, you know what I mean? I'm not a dad. Yeah, I mean, if you see the kiss, it's pretty bad. It is bad. Like no, I'm, 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 gonna... I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good off the kiss. I'm good off. The if you, kiss. if you, if you've seen the video, it is pretty. Like what the fuck is going on here? Um, right. but I just don't like we project a lot. We we yeah yeah we yeah. take things that we see and because we see it as sexual or we see it as nasty or we see it as this that and the third, we then go and project that onto the intentions of that individual. And I and don't necessarily does, find and, that and, to and, be fair. And why does your why does every single thing have to be sexual too? Like why, why? Why does every single thing have to be sexual? Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, well, we are a hypersexual society, so that doesn't really surprise me. Um, okay. All right. But this is an interesting conversation that is on the internet. Let me see if I can pull it up. And it's there, eight at the table. Again, shout out to them. They Blowing up. Pulling. Blowing up. Interesting content out the wazoo. Um, they had a conversation about friend zone and why do men end up being friend zoned? And I'm trying to see if I can pick it up. If 
I could find it. Um, damn, bro, that case is hit, boy. But yeah, it is. Um, but you got to you got to get it, yo, yo, uh, ladies. Uh, XAB's birthday is right around the corner. If you want to get my man something nice, find out what type of iPhone he has. Find out the type of cases he likes. And please make that purchase. The case looked like a a, a, a a dog bit into it over the weekend. And I know he don't be around dogs like that, but that's what it looks like. On well, I'm end. just waiting to get a new phone. So I'm not going to okay, waste right. money so, getting, getting so, a case <laughs> and I so, got a new phone covered. So lady, ladies, I'm sorry. He wants you to get... A twelve hundred dollar brand new iPhone. So no, I don't. I, I don't want y'all to get I anything. Know, ladies, I know some of y'all balling. Some of y'all nurses. Oh, some okay. of y'all. I can see what type of episode this is going to be. Some of y'all are CPN. Some of y'all are CPAs. You clearly, just want to be annoying today. All right, some, I got it. Some of y'all are LPNs. Get my man a nice little cell phone case, man. Y'all making more money than both of us. Okay, go Where get my fuck? man a nice case. I don't know okay. about that, but. <laughs> Where the fuck is this clip at? <laughs> well, anyway, what do you what what do you feel are the reasons why niggas get friend zoned? So when I heard the clip, especially towards the ending of it, it was bullshit. And one thing I will say is that, yo, it is so hard to understand Danny sometimes. Danny, we support you, we love you, but goddamn, it's I'm like I'm listening to it and I'm just like, it's it sounded it it it, it sounded like I was following and then it was just like Yo, like, I'm lost. Like, yo, we're going to need, um, and they probably already do this, so I could be wrong, but we're going to need subtitles at the at the bottom. Like, deadass, we're going to need subtitles at the bottom of these videos. So, Aid at the Table, if you're listening, please give us subtitles. For everybody, too, to make that shit equal across the board. Some niggas be saying words, so I'll be like, what the fuck, what the fuck is that? Um, I thought the majority of what was said was bullshit because there's a lot of people... Now, I heard what Rico said when he was like, there's a lot of his friends that he knows that said they're with somebody. And before they was with them, they were best friends and stuff. Me personally, I've never. And I'm going to just I'm just keep it 100. And I, I know this is going to make me sound crazy, but it's probably not just me. I've never liked a girl and told myself in order for me to really get with this girl I like. I have to be her friend. I never said those words to myself. I never said I have to be her best friend in order for me to get her. So I'm going to do everything I need. Because to me, that sounds psychopathish. I'm, I'm sorry. That, it, 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 it sounds wild to me. It, 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 doesn't sound, it doesn't sound or seem genuine. Like, all right, cool. So I'm going to learn as much as I need to about her. I'm going to know what her favorite color is. I'm going to learn all these things. When niggas fuck up, I'm going to just be... Niggas is telling themselves that that's what we're going to do? No. I think this is what happens. Sometimes dudes who are with the girl that they like or friends with the girl that they like, they may be privy to knowing things before the person that she does like knows or the person that she's with knows. However... In her mind, I don't even think they're, I don't, I don't think women are thinking nine out of ten times, this is my backup. And we're not talking about my backup after a year, two years, three years, ten years. No. Sometimes that quote-unquote friend, if you're the male and you like the female that is your friend, 
in her mind, you was already the friend. You was already going to stay the friend. I feel like the only way, because somebody else said this on the show. Oh, well, at some point, you got to let it be known so that you don't get friend zoned. Yo, my sister, I got two. My sister that I'm 11 months apart um, from told me, and I quote, bro, 30 seconds within looking at you, a girl will know instantly if she wants to fuck you or not. 30 seconds. This is what my sister told me when I was 21 years old. I'm 31 now. So we're talking 10 years ago. To me, I interpreted that as that's everything I need to know about a woman's psyche in terms of um, what they want exactly and what they don't want. Now, I get people are going to say people grow and then you're going to have another audience that says, well, sometimes women can be confusing because, you know, sometimes they don't say what they mean and sometimes they don't mean what they say. At the end of the day, there's a lot of men that listen to our podcast. There's a lot of men that's seen the women that we've interviewed. Y'all niggas know you're never going to get those girls a day in your life. You could follow them. You could say, I know XAB. You could say, I know Distinguish. Shit, you could even come to a live show. My nigga, you are friend zoned for life. Because that's where the fuck you are to her. If you are her friend... The only way I think you're going to get out of the friend zone situation, you low-key got to do something a friend wouldn't. And this is something that XAB be talking about sometime on the show. Like, if he's just friends with a girl, he's friends with a girl. And if he's not friends with a girl, obviously that'll be the case. But I don't think people are going into situations with the girl that they really, really like. Like, I'm going to be her friend. I'm going to know everything about her. That sounds crazy. If I like you, me personally, I'm letting you know off rip. I like you. Being your friend, let's get together for a minute. Right, let's, let's see how that go if we even go there. If not, and if it's just sex, then let it just be sex. But your friend, if I like you, I'm going to wait for you to date other niggas in between and still be your friend? You hurting my feelings. Um, I found the clip. I'll play it in a second. But um I don't I don't necessarily think that any I don't necessarily think the majority of friend zoned or friend situations come from a place of plotting or planning. And I also don't think that like there's this idea of, oh, I'm gonna be her friend and that is I mean, there are people that I think do do it. It's like, I'm going to be her friend, and then that that is going to lead to us being in a relationship. But at the end of the day, I also don't see there being anything wrong with wanting to be somebody's friend first. I think that's actually probably one of the problems with dating today is we don't know who we're dating. We just are attracted to somebody. And because we are, whether it's physically, mentally, or emotionally attracted to someone, we right. think that we need something more. We need to be in some type of dating or sexual or whatever relationship with them. And then when it doesn't pan out or it gets complicated, we're sitting around looking like, why the fuck did this get complicated? And it's like, well, because you probably should have waited a little bit and got to know this person. And then you would have realized, oh, yes, I can have sex with this person, but... This person is psychotic. So now I have to deal with the psychotic aspect of them because I wanted to bust a nut. 
And those are some of the things that ends up happening when we aren't a little bit uh, a little bit more like intentional when we go into situations. And I do think there are three ways that people get friend zoned from my estimation. One, you either friend zone yourself, meaning if I am talking with somebody and I am attracted to them or I find myself interested in them, but something along the line makes me feel like, yo, if we pursue a relationship or if we get sexual or if X, Y, Z happens, this friendship is over and or I don't want that for me because I think it's going to get weird and wild and nah, I'm not with it. So let me just remain this person's friend, even though there might be some sexual tension there every now and then, even though we might flirt, even though X, Y, and Z, I'm going to remain that person's friend because doing anything else is going to put us in a zone that is going to either A, fuck up the friendship or B, just be a headache. So that's that. Then I think people get friend zoned where one party is interested, the other isn't. That party continues to kind of maybe make romantic gestures but isn't necessarily a hundred percent saying hey i want to date you um and then another individual does everything in their power to let that person know that we are just friends whether it's telling them oh you're my buddy or you're my friend we're just friends this isn't a date this is just a lunch outing but you paying for it (laughs) whatever like I think that's what ends up happening in in that particular one party is just not 100% sold on it. And oftentimes, I think that's attached to aggressiveness. Like, I think that that's where what you said earlier plays a factor. If you like somebody and that's what you're interested in, then sometimes you need to kind of be direct about, hey, I like you and not just present gestures that you think an individual is going to pick up on and be like, oh, wow, they're so nice I wish I was dating them because nine times out of 10, that's not happening. And then the third and final. Yeah. The third and final one I was going to say is, so I said that you either, oh, a mutual. Y'all mutually kind of just understand that y'all work better as friends and y'all shouldn't mess with that. Whether there's chemistry there or not, y'all just work better as friends and anything romantic just shouldn't come up. But everybody you like, this is just my opinion. Everybody you like, you don't need to be their friend. Some people you like, you should just fuck. You ain't got to be their friend to fuck. Just fuck. Let them know straight up like, yo, like I, I really and truly don't want to be your friend. I really want to fuck the shit out of you. Probably not like that, but yeah, yeah I get what the fuck I'm saying. So that you avoid the friend shit. You avoid feeling like you should have said something earlier. So now it's like four weeks, maybe six weeks into the friendship. Y'all doing so much friend shit that you feel like it might fuck up the dynamic. If you now say, I think I like you because in the back of your mind, too, you might be an insecure guy. You might have just been good enough to be her friend. You wasn't good enough to have sex with her or you wasn't good enough to... um. To, to for her to feel like you can be her boyfriend. She probably looks at you like, yo, you're just my friend. You're not even probably a real man to her. You're probably just like her friend and like friend like lowercase f, not like friend capital F. Like if you catch my drift, like you're not the first person she's going to call. 
if it's an emergency. Um, she's not expecting you to hold it down if shit get dread in her life and she needs you to do something for her or on her behalf. Like, nah, you just there for movies every once in a while. Hey, let's go get pizza. Hey, you want to go to fucking um, Johnny Rockets and get some dinerish food? Shit like that. Um, I think that as much as I feel women want men to say how they feel and be and be vulnerable. I remember years ago, a girl told me straight up, I can't date you, distinguished, because you're not thug enough for me. And then I've also had women tell me, distinguished, you're too nice. You're way too nice. Like, you open doors? Wow. Like, niggas, I fuck with don't open door. Or, um, my favorite, wow, you really have a heart, like, you didn't have to do that. And in my mind, I know I didn't have to do it, but wasn't that the right thing to do? So I don't know. So for me personally, if I know I like you, I'm going to say it outwardly and out front. I'm not going to waste time being your friend. And then for the people that I know that I probably wouldn't have been in a serious situation with yes this was said earlier on the show by default i would probably um friend zone myself because i know that as a quote-unquote boyfriend if i was to get that opportunity i don't think i'm going to be running with the ball down the field properly it might be a fucking fumble when that ball's passing me it might be a fucking interception shit it might be a flag on a play shit i don't know if it's gonna be a touchback i don't know <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be a fucking uh, field goal kick. I don't, I don't know because if I, by default, friend zone myself and then I get an opportunity, that opportunity would have to be something that I actually gave myself, not you as the woman giving it to me. There's women that me and you have discussed in private situations. And by the time I was going to move forward with the woman, I just told myself, like, she don't want this life. Timing ain't right. You feel me? Like it's like I know for the I like for myself, which is probably a bad thing, because I've had a woman tell me that I liked, and I I I literally friend zoned myself, and her rebuttal for me was, not only do I not fucking like you anymore, you should have never gave your you should have never left that decision up to yourself. You made a decision for me. So I seen the backlash of that. So just to play it safe, I just, for me, I just, I just tell people what it is up front. I mean, However, I think that honesty is always important for sure. Right. However, there is a, there's a fucked up thing about that. And then I'm going to let you go because honesty, although it's important, you can be honest with somebody about what it is that you want from said relationship if they're looking at you now like maybe the friend zone thing is not what it's going to be. But at the same time, if you told them certain things about what it is that you want and they said they're not with it, why in some instances, bro, when they say they're not with it, a couple days later, they still hit you up on some shit like they with it. Now you done moved on from the fact that it was going to be a situation and it's like, 
you I know you you're probably not playing the game, but you must be confused. You just said you wasn't with this. Well, I think said, well, I think there's a lot of different things to what you said. Like one, I think that goes back to your comment about does a woman know in the first 30 seconds if they're going to smash or not? I don't necessarily subscribe to that. I think some women do. And I think... Listen, that's like what my sister told me and I'm sticking to it. I hear you, but it, it just doesn't add up. Because if there's pansexuals, if there's all these different people that are attracted to different things, then no, 30 seconds wouldn't work. Because if they need to... If they're attracted to say, sapiosexuals, if they're attracted to your mind, they're not going to know by within 30 seconds of of knowing or seeing you what they want to do with you so i think that's just a a thing that is often perpetuated on social media and people like to say um oh someone knows within x y and z amount of time but realistically in the world that's not necessarily true i think people whatever it is that will attract you some people is very quick some people see you and they are automatically attracted to you that's a thing, for sure. Other people, they get attracted to you regarding different things, regarding your kindness, regarding this, regarding that, which is why I think a lot of men sometimes get that misconstrued with, yo, if I'm just nice and I'm, I don't have to be forward, I can just be nice. And by being nice, then this person will realize that I want to date them and then we'll start dating. And that's how you end up getting friend zone because, like you said, not being forward, then that person might just be like, okay, you're really nice. Or they might just see it as, like, weird energy. Why is this person being romantic when I don't even know them past right. being my friend? So you're doing all the – you keep offering to take me out. You keep buying me stuff. You keep doing all these things. On a romantic level, but you've never you've never acknowledged that you want to date me or talk to me romantically. So yeah, I think what Danny does say, which I'll play the clip before we get off this topic, um, you know, that can come off as disingenuous. Like you have a plan and you're trying to just be my friend and linger around until I guess I didn't ran through so many fuckboys that now I'm looking at you as oh, you know, this person's always been so nice to me. And unfortunately, that doesn't happen if a person is not attracted to you. The other thing you said um, with like people who may say stuff like, oh, you're too nice. And that's trauma responses. If you ask me like that is unresolved trauma where if someone does a nice gesture for you, you think they have a hidden motive. Like sometimes it is that like what, what Danny is kind of alluding to. But other times that's just a kind of distrust that people I think build when they have so many negative things happen to them that now when someone tries to be positive, it's like, well, why the fuck are you really trying to be positive? There has to be something behind you actually trying to be positive. And unfortunately, I was speaking with a friend yesterday. Unfortunately, there's too many people that actually do things like that. They will buy you a gift just to kind of anchor you into, oh, well, I bought you this, so now you owe me something. Or... I got you that, so now I can know X, Y, and Z. Like, for instance, kind of like the joke you made earlier about the phone. Someone might buy someone they like a a phone, but they're using that to track them. Oh, yo, share share your location with me. Do this, do that. And it's like, and they feel entitled to it because they bought it. And now 
that leaves people in like these weird dynamics. And that oftentimes comes from people having motives behind some of the actions that they do. Um, and, and yeah, that's nasty work. I don't, I don't subscribe to that. I don't think that's, that's dope. I, I think though there is merit in, like you said, depending on what you want, if you, to me, if you just want to smash somebody, that's totally different from the friend zone conversation. Like if you just see somebody, y'all physically attracted to each other, y'all both know what's up. Then it's like, yo, I just want to smash. You just want to smash. We don't need to go out on a few dates. We don't need to go to the movies. We don't need to know what each other likes to the umpteenth degree. Like we could just get this going. It could be whatever it is. Whether it's if it's ongoing, we when we call each other, we know what time it is and keep it pushing. Um, but I also just don't think that there's anything wrong with if you do see yourself attracted to somebody and you are interested in more than just sex, then being that person's friend in the beginning is going to help you be a better lover for them later down the road. Like, a lot of times we don't do that initial step of getting to know somebody when we want something more than just a physical situation between them. I can't... One another. I, know you, I know you're about to play the clip, but I'm going to say this again. I can't know I like you be your friend. Hear you talk about Jamal. I like this guy, Jamal. I like this guy so much, Distinguish. That's what's up. I don't know what the fuck else you want me to say. Low-key, I'm your friend. Low-key, I like you. You're telling me about Jamal. Then months down the road, you date Jamal. The shit don't work out. Now you're complaining about Jamal. You was just in the honeymoon phase with Jamal. Now you wish the nigga was dead. Fast forward. Now you dating another nigga. Now I got to hear about him and what he's doing and then what he's not doing. And then let's say I finally get my shot after five niggas you didn't went through and you probably almost had a baby on one of them. And now I get my shot. Yo, what type of scenario is this? <laughs> this is real shit. This is real shit that be happening. Yeah, but this is not a common thing, son. The babies and shit. In Southside Jamaica, Queens, in my hood, it's common. Niggas know what I'm talking. Southside, we outside. What's up? Code 31. You feel me, Coach D? What up? So, all. <laughs> so, all I'm saying is this. If I like you, being your friend is not going to benefit me liking you anymore if you telling me about niggas that you dealing with and I'm your friend and you but fucking. That, those, two, those two are not mutually exclusive, though. Like, there are plenty of, of friends that are not always going to go into the details of who they fucking, who they dealing with. They may let you know, like, hey, I'm dating somebody. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear that if I'm your friend. I like you. I don't want to hear that. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that... <laughs> are that you okay depends. with that? Are, are you okay yeah, with that? Yeah, my nigga, like, that all depends on the individual. I don't give a fuck if, if you're dating... Like, that just means our timing isn't aligned. Like, if, if, if I... First of all, there's a difference between, like, hiding that I like you and, like, lurking and, and every time you tell me about a boyfriend, it's stabbing me in the fucking heart and I'm never saying anything. I think that, yeah, that would be a little bit to the left but if it's like we all grown at this point you dating somebody and maybe we didn't line up at a certain time but we cool 
My nigga, I don't give a fuck. I'm not sitting here worried about that. Like, it's one thing if I'm sitting here and I'm not dating too or some shit like that, or if I'm like super zero in focused on you. And in that case, I guess a different type of conversation has to happen. But I just feel like we grown niggas is dating. Niggas is constantly dating, bro. We all know this. Niggas is fucking and niggas is dating. So it would never be a surprise to me if a shorty is telling me that that I'm just cool with mm-hmm. at the moment. Right. If she's telling me, yo, I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z. All right, cool, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Our timing ain't ain't aligned. But in a scenario like I that seems like you're alluding to where it's like, damn, a nigga really like her and he ain't say nothing. And and he settled on being her friend on low key, then yeah, I understand a, a little bit of it. Like, yes, you you gonna be on some goofy timing because you didn't let her know that you listen have feelings. We can't act like there's not a lot of niggas that's not on goofy timing right now listening to the podcast day in and day out, trying to get the gems, trying to get the jewels. We've been trying to teach y'all, trying to trying to still teach y'all. Some some of y'all not getting it. I hope well, yes, if that's what you're doing, if you're sitting there in the corner and hoping that you you can just sit around and wait for her to date five, six, seven dudes, and then eventually she's going to turn back and say, oh, you know what? Jerome has always been nice to me. Let me date him. That ain't it. That's never going to work out. Uh, I'll let you know that right now. That's not going to work. However, if y'all just end up being cool and y'all are, are chill on some chill vibes, Maybe you've expressed a physical attraction to one another or not, and it just so happens that y'all not dating at a certain time and she ends up dating somebody else. Yeah, I think sometimes it is like, damn, I missed my shot or whatever, but at the same time, it's like, ah, it's whatever. I am i don't know. It depends on the relationship that you, you build with certain people. There are certain people where I can 100% see it being like, damn, son, I was interested in pursuing you and like... We've been building on some chill shit, um, which I guess would be considered like a friendship to some. We building on some chill shit. I kind of wish that X, Y, and Z went my way. And then I just think there's scenarios where you kind of just mad cool with somebody. You might be attracted to one another. And it is what it is if you see them, you know, dating. Because based off of the conversation and the relationships that you have, it's like it's not a thing that's going to kill you to hear about it or see about it. But both scenarios definitely exist. I definitely think, though, yeah, if you're on some goofy timing where you're just waiting around hoping Shorty going to come to you because you've been her friend for whatever amount of time, then fellas, you're doing things wrong. For sure. Fellas, uh, I hope y'all niggas take distinguished advice on this episode, okay? A lot of y'all niggas is used to taking D-flows and XA beats. Why don't you go take distinguishes today, okay? All right? I woke up this morning with violence, okay? Violence, okay? I'm going to play the clip. So can appreciate <laughs> the time that a man puts in to get to know you, to get to know your mama and them, to understand everything about you and understand you on the friend side so that when he is, you know, in a place to, to step to you, he's no longer insecure. 
He's no longer scared. He's 100% sure of what he wants. This nigga talking about the nation. Oh, I'm gonna fuck him up. Oh, I got your bean pie, nigga. I got your bean pie. Do you feel like, as a friend, that's his job? Can he make it seem like what he's doing? Like, it's almost like he gotta get paid for it. Your job is to be a friend. He's not. He's not. I don't think he wants. I'm thinking the way you are, Oliver. I think it'd be like, oh, I did this, I did that. Your job. Calling niggas by their name. Goddamn. Okay, we're both women. My job is to make sure she's good. I listen to her. So if I'm gonna be a friend to a man, I see where you're going with this. It's almost like, if you're my friend. You're trying to say if you're a friend? Yeah, why can't why, 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 yeah, like, be a friend? Okay, fine. Don't be a, I, I'm, I'm annoyed. It's like you're undercover friend. Yeah, is I'm what you're annoyed saying. I want shits with a dip though. Something out this friendship. Okay. You're not really, at this point, I don't want that you're doing it for real. I don't okay. feel like you're being general with the shit. I see. Okay, if that's If you're just valid. doing it just like that, let's just say you're really being a friend to me. That mm-hmm. shit sound kind of personal. It happened, and you wasn't. I said the same thing. I didn't know if maybe this. That's This was between the two of them, or what happened? Well, here's what I'm going to say, right? Wow. Most successful or most happy marriages, I usually hear a similar term in every one of them. And that's, that's my love. That's my best friend. That's one of our more powerful blacks. That guy who's been your friend for five, six, seven years while you giving scumbags a shot at you and you haven't given a guy who's taking the time to know you to me is crazy. I've heard this all my life because I had a friend that was that guy. He used to piss me off with this shit. I like this girl so much. She complains there's no guy, no nice guys in the world, and I ran in front of her face. And I used to be like, well, damn, it's really crazy how women be blinded by aggressiveness, assertiveness, and a, and a crazy pus- pursuit, but they don't value the work ethic of a person who's actually applying the necessary qualities of a husband. Women go. I'm going to just stop it right there for a second. That's the most logical thing Rico has said on this show <laughs> all season long. They always catch this nigga with some wild clip, but that was one that he actually sounded like he thought out. For the one guy every day. How many times you want all women? Most women, before they get to the good guy, they done fuck a few. It got spicy. A lot of women fuck a lot of Deserve the, the dude that gonna help you fix your credit, the dude that gonna make sure you you good, the dude that gonna hit you in the hospital if you get hit. That's not the dude we wanna fuck. We wanna fuck the dude that's gonna call us back, that's gonna hit us every three other days. I, I've been that girl. You can appreciate someone like Oliver. I gotta say, they audio is on point. Time to get to know you, your family, uh, your interests, be your friend or whatever. Or you can more appreciate the guy that comes in and gets you in five months and, you know, with the assertive. I, you know, I want to date you. I, I want to, you know, be in a relationship with you. What I did want to say to Oliver, you did say that you were put in the friend zone. And when you're orbiting for five years, that's not you being put in the friend zone. You placed yourself in the friend zone because you did not. Yo, this, yo, I, I don't know what's happening in this conversation. Like, five years is a lot. And I would potentially like to be in a relationship with you. She has no idea. Guys, I think she wrapped are, it up. She put it together nicely. You know, feeling that they're stuck in the friend zone, don't express their feelings towards the, the girl that they want to possibly pursue. We are trying to say that, you know, if that's your goal, express your feelings. Don't wait five years just being a friend, thinking that you're going, you know, to get the spot that you want to get. Because someone's going to come in, they're going <laughs> to tell you what they want. They're going to be assertive about it. And All right, we get the point. So the point is basically this. Put your pussy.
He said, that's crazy. That's what the point is. Okay. Um, Black Widow has caused Scarlett Johansson to sue oh, Disney. Uh, Audio is so very So basically, the issue here is Disney and I Scarlett Johansson subtitles. have worked I'm out sorry. a contract, obviously pre-COVID, that basically said that if the movie hit certain benchmarks, she would get up to XYZ amount of money for the movie. Uh, and I think it was upwards of $50 million for the movie if the movie hit particular benchmarks. Now, they had also worked out that why five years? Disney Yo, what's going on on this show? Release, which is what they ended up doing. Five which years. Means that they released it on Disney Plus as well That's as they released it in the theaters. So, with that, with the Disney Plus release, yeah, yeah, she I did. Do believe that you're supposed to pay like thirty dollars to watch the movie or something like that? Nonetheless, that she's is a talking like she works for a shipping company. She packaged Carla that shit Johansson nice. Basically, what they're saying is it never reached the benchmarks. And what Scarlett is saying is, well, it didn't reach the benchmarks because you also gave people the option to stay home and watch it on Disney+. Plus. So if you're not counting those numbers and if we didn't factor that into the negotiations, of course, um, the movie is going to underperform to what we thought it would before. Facts! Um, any thoughts to that? Distinguished. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Any thoughts about the Scarlett Johansson joint? Um, so <clears throat> I think um, it's just a little too late. Um, I I you had a bad day. Um, I think that uh. I think that if whatever agreement they had wasn't what she was going to be happy with in the first place, like, uh, we, 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 we have to be realistic about this thing, too. Scarlett Johansson, I love you. Like, you're probably one of the few white women I'd be like, yo, like, what's up? Shit, I'll stop dating all these black girls for some milk and honey. Um, I think that she knows the beast that she's dealing with. She's worked with Disney, who owns Marvel Studios. So she knows how these things go. And, you know, I don't think she was fully blindsided. I think she kind of knew how it was going to go. I think Disney's fucked up for how things played out for sure. It was a fire-ass movie. I loved the movie, actually. I really liked the movie. I was like, oh, this movie... Low-key, the movie's better than Wonder Woman. Fuck. And that breaks my heart. Now, not the first. The first Wonder Woman was fire. The this second shit, I don't know what the fuck they were doing the with that 1984 shit. Yeah, I don't know. Yo, and we love the woman who played because she's beautiful. I don't know. Y'all made up for Scarlett. Anyway, what the point that I'm trying to say is Scarlett Johansson, she knew what it could be and what it probably wasn't going to be. She's been working with these people for years. Right? Working for, you've been working with Disney and Marvel for the last like six, seven years of your career. So at the end of the day, there's a saying that people have told me, you know, you've said it, Deep Flow, even people on the job. You got to pick your battles. I don't think this is a battle she fully thought out. 
I think even she, if she was in the right. I mean, I think I think she did. I think her contract is up with Disney. Uh, obviously, they killed right. her off in Infinity Wars. Um, so right. So I mean, uh, they could potentially have done another Black Widow uh, prequel type of movie, but her contract is pretty much done with them. And that's what that's the first thing that I got from this is that she doesn't plan on doing any more business with Marvel Studios at this point in time. And so one of one of the uh, one of the biggest bags in her life. So whatever other movie she does, well, she solidified at this point. She's like a a Johnny Depp or or um, oh okay or Robert yeah. Downey okay. Jr. Where I mean Robert Downey Jr.'s contract is up too. I'm sure they're probably at some point going to look at somehow incorporating him in the future. But at the end of the day, his contract is up. If he don't want to work with them again, he he never will. And I think it's the same right. thing. With Scarlett, I think her contract is up, and she's like, "Well, fuck it. If I'm killed off in the movies, then there's really no real reason for me to come back in the movies unless they want to do a flashback or some shit." Um, By the way, the young actress who played her sister in that movie, she took the movie. Oh yeah, she 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 was excellent. She was excellent. I was highly attracted. I was like, "Damn, she is beautiful." That fucking fight scene in the kitchen, I was like, oh, shit. They really fighting. Like, I don't feel like there was no stunt double thrown in that shit. They were really fighting. I was like, oh, nah. They definitely get an A-plus for the uh, movie job well fucking done. Great. The storyline had me. So I was like, yo, this storyline is wild. Like, this storyline is really fucking crazy. So shout out to them for making a dope-ass movie. Black Widow was fire. Yeah, uh... But yeah, I think she I think she realizes it. I think I think she I don't know what the merits on each side is. I feel like Right. What they so what basically what they the the press release that Disney put out is we gave her twenty million dollars. So, you know, we don't know why. Over she's, the course over the course of all these years or just for that one movie? No, for that movie she got twenty million. But what she's saying oh, is that she lost up to fifty million dollars because of said benchmark agreement that was before COVID hit and that said that it would be only a theater release. So they at the end of the day, Disney probably did breach the contract. I think they just right. felt like she would be happy if we just give her, ha- like if the total sum is 50 mil, we give her 40% of what she we owe her, then fuck it. And she should be good. And if we can so tell, I got a question. So so if they gave her twenty mil, they didn't give her no dividends off of what the fucking um, viewings were the 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 people that were streaming it from Disney Plus. I don't think you that was. I don't no think point? the streaming was in her contract, and that's basically what her beef is. Is like uh, if we yeah. could renegotiate to have the streaming count for something, then we won't be in this predicament. But because y'all did, because of my contract says theater release only. And I think there was something about she tried to renegotiate and Disney didn't want to renegotiate. Um, now we're in a predicament where, all right, y'all don't want to renegotiate, but now I have to sue y'all. I have to let y'all know, yo, I didn't uh-huh. reach this benchmark. And now we don't know why I didn't reach the benchmark. But the right. track record says that we probably would have met the benchmark if COVID is not in place. And if you didn't I mean, release this on Disney Plus as well. So I mean, at at the end of the day, no actor, unless you're Tyler Perry, 
is really going to be happy with what they do. You, you, you're not the one giving yourself the check. Tyler Perry writes his own checks. And then he writes checks to people. Scholar Johansson, unless you have some other business we're unaware of, which I'm pretty sure you do, in terms of this acting shit, last I checked, you were just an actress getting paid from the machine. That machine, my beautiful friend, is Disney motherfucking uh, movies, publishing, pitches, parks, cartoons. They, they, they own... Disney is like Google in like maybe 30 more years. You know what I mean? So it's, it's unfortunate. But listen, beggars can't be choosers. 20 million is still a, a nice. I mean, you know, if somebody feels like they lost them, like they could have had more money, I got you. But at the end of the day, I mean, the way that COVID and, you know, shit shook up the world. There's only but so much you could do. Um, I don't know. I'm on the side. Of, lo- I'm on the side of Scarlett in this one. I think. I think it's a losing battle. I, I don't think she's gonna win. She's not gonna win this. I don't know. I don't. I mean the from the court from from the merit of the of the complaint, she's in the she's in the right. What what legal situations and and hoops that end up being jumped through, I can't speak on. So I don't know in that capacity who. Who's gonna win that? But from the we know, we know Disney's gonna pay off a few lawyers and judges and court officers. I mean, yeah, I mean they're the machine, so in that capacity, they probably do have a little bit more leverage in the amount of money they can put towards this. But at the end of the day, the merit does seem to be on the side of Scarlett Johansson. We have an agreement that says you guys are not gonna put this out on streaming and in the theater. You're only gonna put it in the theater. Right, y'all didn't do that. Y'all put it on streaming as well. I tried to renegotiate with you. You guys said no, um, before this even happened, and now I have to sue. And I feel like Scarlett Johansson, knowing that she's the underdog, like you kind of, like you've mentioned, knew what repercussion would come with suing Disney. Whether that is that Disney will not hire her again to be part of any of their films or whatever, and she made the calculated decision that this lawsuit. Which I'm sure is going to be more than fifty million now, but this lawsuit, oh hell yeah, um, has enough merit to it that something is going to happen. We will see though, because like you said, the machine oftentimes finds a way to get through it. But I definitely am on the side of Scarlett. I think that regardless of if they gave her twenty million, she was owed more. I I did listen to the Joe Butter podcast over the weekend, and a very good point was made. And this is how the machine operates a lot of times with talent. And this is the the uh, pitfall that a lot of us as consumers fall into in that because these numbers are so big, we say oftentimes, yo, you're getting 20 mil. So what's the issue? But the issue is the principle. The issue is that if I am in the seat where I can get sir X, Y, and Z by reaching X, Y, and Z benchmark. And I know you're doing some funny business to make sure and ensure that I don't reach that benchmark. I'm going to have a problem. I don't give a fuck if you're giving me 15 million out of 30 million. The benchmark, I've reached the benchmark or I would have been able to reach this benchmark, but something else that me and you both know happened, happened. So now for you to use that to say, well, you know, we can't pay you the rest of that money. 
there's an issue there. And and that is oftentimes used to make us just look at it and be like, nah, she's a big actress. She's getting mad money. She should be fine. Yeah, she should be fine. But the principle of it is is kind of at the forefront because this happens to creators way often than not. And if it happens on the bigger scale, what do you think is going to happen on the little scale? When niggas want to bring their podcast to a place and they're like, oh, well, you know what? Right now we'll start y'all off at giving the podcast as a whole like $200,000. But if you reach a benchmark of 50,000 listeners by the end of the year, we'll bump that up to a million. And we get there and they say, oh, well, you know, or we get close. Let's say we get to, to 45,000 mil- I mean, 45, and we have 5,000, but somehow they didn't count or they got deleted or whatever the case is. And they're like, oh, well, we found out that those were bots, actually. Those 5,000 were bots that would have got you to 40,000. So, yeah, we can't give you that million, um, you know, that million-dollar incentive we said we were going to give you because those are bots. They're not giving engagement. That's not what y'all said. Y'all niggas said reach 40,000, and that's what we did. And we don't know who's bots and who's real. Like, we don't know that. So how can you now fuck with the numbers? And that's not exactly the situation here, but it's similar to – what tends to happen a lot in the industry, and so if it happens right. on the big nigga to the big niggas, it definitely happens to the little niggas. Um, Trey songs now you have put this in the in the group chat. Trey songs talking about why is Bruno Mars not considered R and B? Right, 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 right. Um, let's face it. Bruno Mars does not have a large R&B catalog. Yeah, I was saying the same thing. I don't even know why this is a question. I know where he's trying to go with it, but I think that ain't it, Trey. I'm sorry. Bruno Mars always came out as a pop artist to me. His first song was with B.O.B. And um, I think he had, he had another another one. I don't know if it was singular or if it was another feature on that. Um, but those first songs were pop songs. It just had rappers on it. Right. He never right. he never came out and was like a full R and he has R and B songs. But right. I've never heard a full R and B album from Bruno Mars. And Bruno Mars to me has an R and B voice. But I think Bruno Mars also is like me in the sense of he doesn't want to be locked in a box. Um, I didn't really talk about it, but shout out to Miss Bad. She had a birthday show yesterday. Her birthday was this past weekend on Saturday. Um, and, you know, I, I, I opened up her show. She told me she wanted me to open up her show. So I opened up the show. You know, for those who don't know me, I like to, at this stage in the game, I like to call my artistic expression shock value. Because I write shock value things. <laughs> uh, gets the people going, number one. And then number two, I, I just don't. I just try not to be like everybody else I see in here. But the number one thing I got tying this into Bruno Mars is your poetry is very different. I mean, I like it. Not necessarily something I would listen to, but it's different. And going back to Bruno Mars... I don't think he likes to be put in a box. I don't like to be put in a box. Um, 
you know, I, I as much as I like hip hop, rap, I, I try to do not the opposite. I just try to do and say things or convey certain things in the art form that, you know, specifically, uh, you know, people wouldn't deem as normal or they would because some people in the room yesterday did feel uncomfortable, especially the part where I blurted out, huh? Because, ladies, I eat ass. It got very uncomfortable in the room. It got very, like, it was like, er? And, and, and some people blurted out, like, a, um, a, a, an uncomfortable laugh. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of women were like, oh. But the majority of the room was shocked that I even said those words. One dude gave me a hug and whispered in my ear, you know, shout out to you, Distinguished, for going where no man would dare to go in a room full of other men um, like you did. And I was like, I didn't do it for them. Shit, I didn't even do it for the, I did it for me. Because performing for me is liberating. And I feel like when Bruno Mars puts his words together, puts his lyrics and thoughts and concepts and ideas together, that motherfucker makes music. He's not looking at, he's not looking at R&B, pop, disco, electronica, punk, um, whatever else genres are, he's he's making music, and I think that you know Trey songs. Yes, you know why is he not mentioned? Because I think he does the most to stay away from being categorized and placed in a box. Yeah, and I think that's just my Trey opinion. songs was trying to go with the because he has that ambiguous look. Uh oh, okay, okay. He has that ambiguous look. He feels like the label automatically puts him as pop, which is considered a bigger genre than R&B. But I just don't think that that is the case. I think it's more so the music itself. Like Bruno Mars's music is not, in my opinion, R&B only. It is pop. He goes through multiple different funk. He does really poppy sounding tracks, like a, a what you like a Justin Timberlake type of sound he'll do the r&b ballads he'll do the r&b sound he'll he'll do disco like he just has so many different layers that aren't even what sounds like traditional r&b today um and it's pretty evident to me that they wouldn't put him as it doesn't surprise me that he's considered a pop artist more so than a r&b artist um because most of the songs he releases are poppy and funk, honestly. If anything, if I was to put, the, if I was to take him out of pop, I'd put him in funk before I put him in. It's R&B. definitely more is, it's definitely more funk and um um a hint of jazz. There's definitely yeah. jazz in there for sure. Um, more funk though, so like funk jazz, um, like the funk town uh uh uh. Thing that he did uh, the the Saturday night joint uh, don't mm-hmm. believe me just watch mm-hmm. that was funk and that was funk and jazz right right it was funk and jazz so yeah I, I definitely agree with you good brother definitely agree with you if if not pop definitely funk for sure Drake says that certified lover boy is done and coming soon brother what are the chances <sighs> of it dropping this Friday with Donda. If he drops it, I mean, if he drops Certified Lover Boy the same day as Kanye, he's probably going to blow Kanye West out the water. I'm, I'm sorry to say that. 
Drake is bigger than Kanye West at this moment currently. If Kanye was still rapping the way he was rapping, possibly then again, I don't know because we don't know if the relationship would have been that good enough. Drake probably would have been given, I mean, uh, Kanye would have probably been given Drake potentially some of his hit records or maybe they would have done certain things on a record. Honestly, what the fuck they need to do really and truly is Drake said throughout his entire career, you hear it in a lot of his music coming up, said he was heavily influenced by Kanye West. Drop a fucking mixtape or a project together and just get this shit fucking over. Don't call it Watch the Throne. Call it some shit like Sign of the Times. I just don't think Kanye some... is making music right now that could keep up with Drake. I mean, besides the... Uh, and that song was definitely one of my favorites on that project. Um, about to blow. Glow? glow. Yeah, Glow. Yeah, Glow, yeah, yeah. Glow was fire. But I'm... Glow was definitely fire. I wanted a video. We didn't get a video, but... You know, Definitely they just seem to be in different creative spaces, <laughs> so I don't see them, like, linking anytime soon, but it's a possibility. Um, what I will say is, if not this weekend, which I don't, I think the probability is more like a 20-30% that he would do that. I think Drake wants, when he drops, he wants it to be about Drake, not Drake versus Kanye, right. whose album is the best. Sometimes that's, like, what artists want, but I kind of feel like, Certified Lover Boy, I don't know the direction of it, but I don't feel like it's designed to be like whose was better. I do feel like if he did put it out, it would smack Kanye. Um, but if I was to guess, one, Drake's birthday is in October. So he I would see him wanting to release somewhere around there. So Octoberfest is gonna be crazy this year. So I could see him doing it during OVO f- that that weekend. I could see him doing yeah, that. OVO. OVO Fest gonna be wild. I could um I could see him doing it around his birthday weekend. Um so I'm I'm gonna say it's possible September, but I just just to have something solid, I'm gonna say October. I'm gonna say it's coming out in October. Certified Lover Boy will be here in October. Um Drake really made niggas wait literally a whole fucking year for an album, bro. Now COVID <laughs> COVID made us wait a whole year. This nigga, that, this nigga gave this nigga gave us a, a fucking he gave us two mixtapes in that time. He gave us a, a whole bunch of fucking singles. Um, in the midst of all of that, rappers died, ball players died, fucking more rappers died, actors died. Drake is still here giving us records, putting up on a board. On top of that, he's mended relationships with the likes of The Weeknd and possibly Kanye West. So. I'm hoping Certified Lover Boy is a certified classic and is going number one. Um, he gave us he gave us um scary hours too, but prior to scary hours, he gave us dark demo lanes. And I'm pretty sure there's another dark demo lanes coming out very soon. Well, sure. I'm excited. Can't wait. This is turning out to be a great year for music. J. Cole. Uh yo, yo. We have her. We have J. Cole. Oh. Young Blue Drop. Oh. Like, it's just, it's a lot of good music. Bruno Mars and and uh, and Anderson, Anderson Pack will be dropping soon, I'm I'm sure. Uh, well, what's the name of the group, Supersonic? Uh, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. Um, and then shout out to the creators of the, the Savage Challenge, Kiara Wilson and the Nene Twins, who received copy, copyrights for their dance routine. Finally. 
Which finally, you know, is a big thing. I I don't know how that's huge. Often that has happened in the past. I know with the Millie Rock dude, he felt slighted because everybody was profiting off of the Millie Rock, but he came up with it. So this seems to be one of those situations now where they legally can tell niggas to pay up when uh when certain dances are being used or advertised. So that's that's really really dope. Um, and Sweetie has a meal at McDonald's. Now what what does that ha- what does that say to you, bro? Because McDonald's has been doing this a lot lately. They did it with BTS. They're doing it with um, they did it with Travis Scott, and now we got Sweetie uh, with her own meal. What do you what feel about? What is the name of the meal? They everything is named after the celebrities. The Sweetie meal, and the Sweetie meal. I think it's like a quarter pounder or some shit like that and then four piece nuggets um fries and you get barbecue sauce that's what makes up the sweetie meal black exploitation in real time i don't fucking know i mean there's there's white there's white uh celebrities they've used to but yeah but i i feel like it, it hits different if the person's black not just black, a person that's very sexual with their music. Now, if you want to take food out of its context, food can be looked as a sexual thing. Food is going inside of your mouth. You have to open your mouth to put the food Nigga, in. What the and fuck? You, <laughs> and you have to swallow the food. Nigga, what type of so, take? Like, all right, so like, when you get so when you get your he like, I'm gonna use this in a hot take. So when you get your quarter pounder. And your four nuggets, when you swallow that shit, you're going to say, damn, that shit was sweetie. Is that, is that what you're going to say? <laughs> clearly, I mean, you don't you don't eat that shit, but clearly that's what you're going to say. <laughs> um, listen, what, what, I, was, I was with you a little bit with the black exploitation. I do think that they keep using hip-hop celebrities. And right. black people, I feel like I see more black people eat McDonald's than I see white people, but... I have also seen white people eat it, um, obviously. But you've seen white people eat what McDonald's, what, nigga. What? Um, oh. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I, I was kind of nervous. But yeah, so I think that that sweetie, the sweetie meal, and the Travis Scott meal, and all that is obviously catered to the black audience and. At a time, this is the only thing I'll add to it, is at a time where black people are trying to get more healthy, I don't know how I feel about these celebrities doing these McDonald's meals that they know are not healthy and that they probably ain't eating themselves. I mean, Chris Brown owns several um, Burger Kings, so, I mean, I, I hear you, but... I mean, I think own, <laughs> I mean, owning a business is a little... You're, owning a business is a little bit different than influencing people to go eat that food. Because if I, if I own Burger King silently, I'm not telling niggas to go eat it. I'm just seeing a business that's profitable and putting my money into it. But Right, and I'm seeing niggas die off these uh, Whoppers. I mean, right now, probably not because they're getting the Impossible Whoppers like myself. The Impossible Whopper is amazing. But I hear what you're trying to say as well. Good I mean, it's, it's, it's grilled on the same grill as the, <laughs> the regular meat, so you're not doing nothing different. That's what I'm saying. If niggas choose no, to go you are. to, uh, to you, you're not. <laughs> you can look into it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I hear you. If niggas choose, I've never, 
I've never gotten sick from an Impossible Whopper. You you may you may not. That don't that don't mean that ain't no different shit happening to your system. That's what's up, brother. Continue. <laughs> you, you still grilling where the meat is, bro. <laughs> oh whoa, hey. <laughs> you can't say whoa and uh, a to nothing after your whole rant about swallowing food. But what I will do say, do you swallow food? What I will say is <laughs> that. <laughs> To me, there's a difference between actively being the face of a campaign that says, yo, go eat this. I got a meal for you hey. to go taste than a nigga saying, or uh, a nigga just going like, all right, I'm going to own Wingstop. Like Rick Ross owns Wingstop. Wingstop is fucking sodium out the ass. That's it was just the way you said, I got a meal for you to taste. It was just something about that. <laughs> Only to you. Only to you. Let's get into our politics segment and get the fuck up out of here. Um, <laughs> well, I've got some red meat for you. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat. Shout out to y'all Jamaicans. I got one on on the fucking podcast with me right now for taking first, second, and third in the 100 meter race. Uh, I'm gonna just let you talk your shit. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just pull away because I know you have a lot to say. Shout out to the Jamaican women for making history. Listen, the area code in Jamaica is eight seven six. For those who don't know, but fuck that. The new area code in Jamaica is one two three. Bitches, okay? It's one two three. Okay. Shout out to the women holding it down in Jamaica. Now, first things first, Nike. You got to get your shit together. There's no fucking way you're going to make an ad with a little boy. And you're going to put at the motherfucking top. Um, uh, I can't pronounce her first name, but Miss Richardson. Richardson. Right. Now, Nike, we've been through this motherfucking shit before. You got to stop playing around with people's. And I know what they're doing. They're like, yo, if we keep fucking up names, we're going to get more, more engagement on our posts, more views. and more. Nike, stop the fucking bullshit, man. Y'all do this shit all the time. And y'all know exactly who was going to offend. Not just black people, black women in particular. Fucking the whole, the, 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 the commercial was running all weekend. And you got the wrong, how, how you get the wrong name? You know, Miss Richardson ain't got no fucking kids right now. Well, what are you doing? What you, what you doing? Shout out to Michelle Yen for holding it the fuck down. Shout out to the other young lady for um, um, for getting gold in the shot put. She fucking threw that, yo. She fucking threw that uh, fucking heavy ass ball so far. I say, yo, she's strong as shit. Who put the glad and gladiated? That, that Jamaican woman right there, okay? God damn. Um, this is the first time that this ever happened in the history up for Jamaica. So shout out to Jamaica. Um, also, too, there's been a lot of speculation over the last few years because of Usain Bolt um, being the fastest man in the world. We remember that a few years ago that they were claiming he may have been taking steroids because they don't know how he's so fast. And all he told him was, yo, all I'm doing is eating up these gungo peas. It's fucking stew chicken. You know what I mean? All I'm doing is eating my yams and my dumplings. All he's doing is eating his provisions. And they think we're putting something out. No, it's the food he's eating off of the land that we're eating from. And at the same time, it's how he's working out, how he's making sure his body is recouping from said workouts and then getting back out there and performing at his best. So uh, we're going to need all the reporters 
all the journalists, all the lobbyists, all the people who are running tabloids to shut all that shit down. Jamaica was set. All right. Jamaica was set on a bomba cloud. <laughs> Simone Biles is set to return uh, for the balance beams. Um, um, Simone, I, I I put this on my page. <laughs> little sis. <laughs> little sis, boo-boo. <laughs> Bo- Stop. I think you've done enough, my opinion. I think you've done enough for the sport, for the league, for the entire administration. Once I read about these twisties, and I read that whole article about the twisties and the one before that, which was really about her mental health according to the Huffington of uh, the, the the Huff Post. I don't think we ladies and gentlemen, we are predictors on this show. Believe we are predictors. Simone, I don't think you should go through with this. I think this should be your last rodeo. This is your last Olympics. Don't do it. Don't tarnish your legacy for no fucking flips. I'm I'm sorry. So if if somebody ain't going to say it, I'm going to say it. Somebody got to say it. And I watched a doc over the weekend um, that basically said that any of the athletes that win gold, they only get $35,000 for any time that they win gold, which I guess if you win multiple goals in in a one Olympics, then that's a good amount of money that you can potentially bring home. But for those who, I guess, are in one race, um, apparently it's you know, comparative to what you have to spend to, quote unquote, be ready for the Olympics. They they estimate that you have to spend around $23,000 a year to train for the Olympics. So if you're f- training starting at 15 and you don't enter your first Olympics till 18, 19, that's three, four years of spending $23,000. Um, and you're going to most likely be in debt unless you come from a super wealthy family, obviously. And so right. it's really interesting uh, to see that. But um yeah so that this olympic stuff ain't the you know a lot of people look at it and it's like wow it's the cream of the crop and all of these athletes must be getting paid a lot of money to be there and nope they're they're really not a lot of them are in debt when they enter these these races which is why all these races and these events which is why they are so invested in in getting there and according to the doc that's made by michael phelps a lot of the uh, a a lot of Olympians could like consider suicide, which is really something that got goes back to Simone Biles and how she has put mental health to the forefront. Some people were talking about like you know mental fortitude and pushing through, and that's part of sport. And I I understand that take a hundred percent, but. When you're not something, it's easy to make a comment as opposed to when you kind of know the nuances and details. Like, imagine, my biggest thing is imagine being the face and the hopes and dreams of a country that when you come home, they're ready to spit on you. You know, Some pockets of the country. And that's the part of the mental health conversation that isn't really being spoken about that I think is super important. Like, a lot of these black athletes that are the face of America, 
know that America ain't really even fucking with with them if they weren't the fastest, the strongest, the this, the that. So, like, that is, I'm sure, part of any of the black athletes there that's something that's on their mind. Like, why would I go so hard and play my heart out, potentially get hurt, do all these different things, ruin my career uh, for a country and for an event where... I don't even know if these people really fuck with me. Or I do know that they don't really fuck with me. So that's just another I forgot. part of the conversation. Uh huh. I, f- I forgot what Stephen A. Smith said a while back. And see, th- this is how you know, ladies and gentlemen, that we just don't talk about shit. We actually go back and we do shit in reference. You feel me? Some of y'all podcasters out there, y'all niggas ain't doing that shit, okay? This fucking dad has some bow ties, nigga. You heard it here first. Um, Stephen A. Smith said something a while back. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said this in um, less than these words. Why is it that we live in a society where people who win, the people that lose get upset when they're criticized, but aren't winners supposed to be glorified when they win? So what I'm saying is this, in this country, a lot of things revolve around competition. I'm going to just even use today as an example. I can't tell y'all where I work, but I'm in law enforcement. I'm going to just say that. Today I was told something that I'm pretty sure a lot of black um men and women was told in their household when they were growing up. You got to be twice as hard and 10 times brighter than your counterpart, which we know what the fuck our parents was talking. We're talking about the other race. The, the other race they're talking about is white people. Now, it's, it, it, it doesn't baffle or bother me that we're still hearing that in 2021. However, it also goes to show that just because we've come a long way doesn't mean we're still not in that long way like we're still like the conversation is still the same it may have elevated to another step still the same conversation it doesn't matter if you win for a country that you know a lot of people in various states and parts of the world of the country it's probably not gonna fuck with you they fuck with the idea of what you now represent for the country, a winner, a gold, silver, bronze, Olympic winner. When you get gold, you are considered not just a winner, you're considered a champion. I think, if I'm not mistaken, they said Simone has won over 50 fucking medals in her career. And we've only been watching this young woman perform for like the last four or five years. 50 fucking medals in the last four or five years, bro. Most people will never achieve 10. And they've been doing this longer than her. The moral of the story is we're now seeing an America that, and it's crazy because this is the same America that will tell you this. We want our men to be as vulnerable as possible in the same breath when you are feeling a certain way about what you have to do at a grand stage such as as the Olympics, you should keep your motherfucking feelings 
and your mental health shit to yourself. Because I did read a lot of other past champions say some crazy remarks in regards to her. Like, she should have just sucked it up and just never complained. Because we suck it up on a broken ankle. Or we sucked it up with a broken wrist. We did it. And I get it. I think, though, we've come into a space where I've said it already. I think on one extreme, we are living in a very sensitive society. Very sensitive. Every, every fucking thing affects, everything affects us. And then, and then on the other end of the spectrum, people just don't care. And, and I feel like we're always going to have people that don't care. No, but people really don't give a fuck if you're hurt or if you're in pain. If you're in the Olympics or if you're, you know, the star of the ball team or if you're, you know, the first round pick, by default, the pressure is on you. Out of that entire USA team, XAB, the best and brightest, most skillful person is Simone. However, Simone did say in Huffington Post, which was interesting, I'm paraphrasing. She's happy that she did what she did for her mental health because she said she also did it in the best interest of the team. At the same time, her stepping down allowed other women on the team to step up. And that's some real shit. And I honestly feel like that might have been 50% of why she did it. Like That's all I kept saying to myself is, She's letting the next the next girls up that she knows can still to get, get a chance, get gold to get a chance. Mate, like I'm not discrediting that mental health played a factor, but to me, it really in her mind she said like there's two things. Maybe, not maybe, she did feel mentally not ready or prepared. And then on the flip side of it, I really do feel like she took the into the consideration like. Yo, these are all. If I can can compete, and even if I do win, and I'm do it like while not feeling a hundred percent, it's all it's going to be about Simone Biles. Why don't I just sit sit out, get my shit right? Whether who knows what the mental health situation about? Whether it's a breakup, whether it's family issues, whether it's psyching. I know she mentioned something about feeling like she might hurt herself and that was the first time she's ever felt like she could hurt herself during um, any type of competition. So maybe that's a factor too. Maybe she got some anxiety um, that made her feel like, yo, I might make a wrong move and I might be hurt. And that was in, in her head and she just couldn't figure that out. Whatever it may have been, it's like me at 100% does, me at, that not at 100% doesn't do the team any good. So why don't these next, the next generation of Olympians get a chance, get a shot, and now when they win gold, guess what? They get to get the endorsements that I'm already set. I already got Nike, and I can't remember her other endorsement. I think it's a cereal, if I'm not mistaken. I already got two endorsements that have set me up for life. My name is a household name. I could go into anything after this, and people are going to know who I am. But these other girls on the team... They might have $100,000 in debt like I spoke about from the doc. And they don't have any endorsements. They're 19 years old. They're 17 years old. Let me let them have a shot so now that they get these endorsements, now that their name is out there, their face is all over the, the camera, and I'll 
I'll do one or two at the end to remind y'all niggas who the fuck I am. And then that's it. But everybody eats now. And I think that that might be part of the play. That's just me speculating. I said it already, and, you know, I'm going to say it again as we wrap up. We just need our own. Because we're going to continue to have these conversations, knowing at the end of the day who holds the power. Listen, if these people have the means to pay you whatever Whoever came up with the set amount for gold, we're going to give 35000 Why not 50 Why not 100 Why not a mil? You know how much people watch the fucking Olympics? Do you know the, the, the fucking Olympics is, if I'm not mistaken, is more watched than the fucking Super Bowl, the NBA Finals, the Women NBA Finals, FIFA, like the soccer championship, which is huge. The Olympics is all of that in one. People watch that shit more than anything. And we have to wait fucking four years. It's like a movie that you know they keep redoing and it just over time it gets better because there's new people in it. It's the same movie you're watching. It's just different people in it. Um... At the end of the day, Maya, we we need our own. And I think we've come to a point in society because forcibly because of COVID and just being indoors. In the next few years, we've already said this on a podcast. There's going to be an enormous amount of black billionaires. We already got a lot of black millionaires and we got more to come, but I'm talking people that are really about to shake fucking shit up instead of waiting for a check we are creating the next checks the next opportunities the bosses are now building new bosses the supervisors are now building the new supervisors the understudies are now building the new understudies we have to stop waiting for people to give us what it is that we're quote unquote working so hard to get a stage and a platform is cool. Like it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like I love what the fuck I do. I'm on a podcast with y'all every Monday night. I get this shit in the morning. You know, I perform. I love that. I love that more than anything. You know what I mean? I did. There's not a lot of things I would give up um, in life, but I would give up a lot to say I could still perform most a lot. I, I'd give up a lot. Moral of the story is we are chastising people for having this artistic ability to do what the fuck they do. And at the same time, we're blaming them for choosing not to basically give us a show. They want this black girl to jump in the air and do fucking tricks. That's what the fuck I'm really hearing. Yo, go on that stage and do do them tricks on a beam that you've been doing. And for your reward... We're going to give you a few medals. You can put these shits around your neck. Oh, yeah, and here's some money, too, just in case you need that when you go back home because we know this ain't much. And I, and I, and I think Simone is saying, fuck that. Um, y- y'all could keep that. And as I, quote, unquote, look like I'm 
decelerating. I'm taking my foot off the gas pedal. I'm actually accelerating that shit when I allow people under me to get their shine because if I keep fucking winning and if I keep doing, they're probably never going to get the opportunity. They're never going to get the platform. They're going to have to wait another four years to show the world what they could do right now in 2021. That's a leader to me. She will be, you know, they, they, they will try to crucify her, although I don't think they're going to go that far. Um, but they'll still be talking about her for a few, you know, weeks um, to come, you know, especially when this whole thing is over. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, every athlete, um, specifically women, listen, don't let these people's money, stages, platforms make y'all feel like y'all got to do something you really don't want to do. And I don't want to hear that shit like, oh, it's for the love of the sport bullshit. Nah, because if you like when I was as I'm reading that article, they basically was saying that when you get to twisties, it's a point like when you're in the air, it's like you feel like you can lose control over your body and you feel like you're not even in your body. That's some wild, scary shit to conceptualize. Let's just conceptualize it for a minute. You're in the air. When you're in the air and when you're in water and when, and when you're in a moving vehicle that you have no control over, you don't know what the fuck is going to happen. So if you're in the air and you feel like you have no control over your body, that's some wild shit. You don't even really, you can't even really decipher if you're going to come down or not. You could come down and feel like you're in the air. That's wild. And that's the case of having the twisties, part of it. That's wild. So I definitely encourage Simone to keep speaking out. And if shit get dread, we got you. Shit, fuck that. That has some bow ties. We'll do a whole fucking episode on you. It'll be uh, you, us against every fucking body. We ain't going to let them destroy uh, you, our black sister. Fuck all that bullshit. We got you. And anybody else after. Uh, What's the tough knot? <clears throat> A tough knot again, man. Just everybody out there doing what they got to do in terms of being in their artistic realm, in their artistic tender, you know, whatever you guys want to call it. Don't let the machine and the powers that be control your art to the point where you feel like you're just doing it now just to quote unquote survive. You know, a lot of us have a lot of talent and a lot of us have a lot of things that we want to give and, and, and share and showcase to the world. But don't do it when you get to where you, you know, you know, get to in life or when you feel like you've gotten to the place that you've always wanted to get to in life, that you're now just doing it for money. Because if you start to just settle and do it for bread and do it for, you know, exposure and stuff like that, you might lose a lot of why you started this in the first place. You know, you might go for inspiration to just, oh, you know, they just come out just to get bread. They're not really giving back. Like people are looking up to, you know, athletes, you know, even rappers. You know, actors, you know, they're looking up to you, even if they don't want to do what you're doing. You're a beacon of light and a hope of inspiration. As much as you don't want to let us down, we don't want you to let us down in a way that's going to make you think why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. Tough now. What would dad say? Dad would say make sure your your thoughts, your actions, and your ideologies are authentic. <clears throat> you just got to be real and you got to be true to yourself in all facets of everything. And that's the theme of this episode. If you don't want to get friend zoned, be authentic and true to your intentions while you are approaching somebody. Like, don't secretly hold and harbor feelings or 
have feelings and be timid about your approach because that timid, unsure energy is typically what ends up leading you and leaving you in the friend zone. A lot of people like that direct energy so that they can say yes or no. When it feels gray and it feels like I don't know what's happening, then sometimes they get comfortable in that and they don't want it to be anything else because you weren't true with your intentions in the beginning. Uh, Be intentional about your mental health. Listen, if you don't feel like you are in the right space of mind to do anything, don't do it. A lot of times we push ourselves to do certain things and that leads to, it's that time when you knew you weren't supposed to go out there and do it, that you end up hurting yourself. That time you knew you shouldn't have that conversation, but you did and you end up cursing that person out. And now that has repercussions. That time where maybe your mind ain't on the ball and you go and you say some rant on stage and now you got to deal with those repercussions. At the end of the day, you got to stay true to who you are um, and also don't make a caricature of yourself because that also comes with its own repercussions where you think you have to continuously stay in character or be the villain or be the good guy or be this or be that 24-7 and do not just be yourself. Just be yourself. So that's what Dad would say. It's been another episode of Dad Has Some Bowties, and we are out. Peace, y'all.